a happy Friday morning to you. It is Glenn Clark Radio, Friday edition of the program, which means fresh off his, uh, he makes a weekly appearance. If you've been looking to get your Stan the Fan rookie card signed, if you've been holding on to it for all these years, I need you to know which, now which Dunkin' Donuts is it? It's the one, hang on. I, I, ch- I don't want to I don't like to be, I don't like to be pinpointed to which one I go okay. to. Okay. Is, right. is it the job It could be in Pikesville. Okay. could be in Parkville. could be in Towson. Just say, if you've been holding on to a Stan the Fan rookie card and you've been waiting for your opportunity. Or a purple power towel. Purple sh- 100%, towel. 100%. Or maybe one of those old 8x10 glossies. Did the, did the old radio when station? When I had hair. Yeah, yeah right? Like yeah, if I had you've hair got, back then. If you've got one of those that you've been waiting to get signed... Then all you need to do is start making the rounds to the various Dunkin' Donuts in the area on Friday mornings. And, and have a powdered donut. A hundred percent. If you purchase him his powdered donut, he is offered that Actually, he will- you know, donuts aren't that expensive. Get me, you know, three. Three. Three, bag of three powdered donuts. donuts, and he will sign whatever. Anything. Anything at all. You got a pair of old Jim Palmer <clears throat> underpants you once signed? Stan the fan will sign him. He'll do that for you. I will not sniff those. No, no, that would be inappropriate and weird. But he will still sign Jim Palmer's underpants because I'm sure a lot of people, the number of people around town that have a signed pair of underpants from Jim Palmer is just, it's, it will be one of the more staggering things in my life. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for stopping by. Good to by, see you. Always. I had uh, a lovely yeah, day. Out at the I had a lovely Star. day at the Maryland Five Star yesterday. 58 miles driving in a deluge. Well, that's not yeah. that's not their fault. No, for what it's no it has nothing to do not with their them. Fault. Um, it's, it's and the, the gods. The weather has cleared up quite yeah, nicely today. Very nice for Great. Mr. Colson to drive. Is out that there. Oh, he's going yeah. out there today? Great weekend on tap at the Maryland Five Star. You should get out today, tomorrow, or Sunday. And of course, sa- Saturday. And you know, is everybody the big day. says Saturday yeah. is the big day. That's the one because it's Saturday. Right. Well, that is a good day to go, but it's also the cross-country event. Cross-country event. And that is the uh, very exciting part. If you've ever been to, say, like the Manor Races or one of those types of events in uh, northern Baltimore County, it's a little bit... Or Fair Hills before they had the five-star. 100%. It's a great opportunity for you to get out there, uh, see Olympic athletes in action. The nation's best horses and riders are competing this weekend in one of the world's premier equestrian events, it is only the, seven of them in the world. It's remarkable. Yeah. It's the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, uh, that goes on through Sunday out in Cecil County. Maryland Five Star with the number five, Maryland Five Star US for you to get your tickets and find out more. You know, did you did you get to do any of the other ancillary uh, activities yeah, they had? I, I ate something. Yeah. I looked around the shops. Uh, they got very high end shops there. Um, I mean, the the lady in your family will love the shopping out there. And if you're into equestrian stuff, there's all kinds of. Leather, buggy whips, Ooh. gloves. Oh, now, now, you don't have necessarily have to be into equestrian in order to be into that, Stan. You could, I thought you know, I, I you just threw it out there. You can be in a I lot of things in order to be uh, interested hey now. in that. Hey, now. Hey, man, look, man. Yeah. You know as a fact, we do not yeah. kink shame on this yeah, program. No. That is a, that's I have stated that time and time again. Whatever you're into. That's why I like this what show so much. Yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was enjoyable, uh, despite the uh, the weather. Met a family of a rider out there. It was very interesting to talk to them, to see the fears that they have uh, about their son, who is a trainer and a rider. Uh, it's very, very interesting. I'm learning little by little. It's not overnight, but this would be like if I went to uh, 
suddenly went to India and was covering cricket. Yeah. I would not understand Correct. any it would of the take nuances. You, it would take you some time. Yeah. I was recently invited by American University. They asked me if I wanted to do play-by-play for their wrestling team. And I said, boy, that sounds really interesting, but I would have no idea what I was doing. Like, I would... The, uh, unfortunately, you'd have to pay me a little bit more because I'd have to spend a lot of time studying what it is that I'm doing <laughs> before I get there. I wouldn't just be able to walk in and say, "Ah, that was a uh, that was uh, it's a wizard." It's a wizard. Is that what that's is a, it? A wizard. That's like a. That's, have you that's done wrestling term. before, Griffin? Uh, no, I haven't called wrestling. Oh, okay. but, right. but I mean, I watch. You wait a minute. A wizard. A that sounds like a, one of the wrestlers. No, it definitely sounds like WWE. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like it's like you. It's well, like no, no, you're like getting out of. Okay. Like it being taken down. Like, oh, that's called a wizard. How about scissors? Yeah, so. yeah right? How about that, scissors? That's a different I don't thing. think that's a wrestling that's, Again, that's wrestling. but we don't kink shame. <laughs> Just want to make sure that everybody understands that. We do yeah. not kink shame. Uh, uh, great stuff, though. Great but stuff. But I, lear- I learned this, this time around, I've learned, wouldn't you think with the cross country being part of this, mm-hmm. that a younger horse would be the way to go, to have a younger horse? Would make sense, Because yes. it has some stamina. Not at all. Because of the other aspects of the dressage okay. and the show jumping, that they need experienced horses that that have been there. They don't need they don't need horses going. Young horses can tend to be pretty flighty. I, I talked to Jeff Newman about this yeah. before. I I always tr- like is the real winner the horse or the real winner the rider? Because I know they say it's the rider, right? But like, how much of it really is? We, we talk the, about you would talk to a rider. They say it's the horse, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and we, when we do horse racing, of course, it's the horse that wins the race. Right. There was just a rider that happened to be on board, right. The horse that won, right. and we credit that rider as having been the the winning rider. I think the skill set is so different here. It's not compressed into a two minute horse right. race. That uh, you know, there's, there's more a credit synchronization. For the yeah, I think they get much more credit for that. And a lot of times, it seems like the riders are the trainers as well. I know, know that. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. God. Like this Lillian Hurd I had uh-huh. on the other night on the Zoom. Um, she's a trainer. And she teaches young. They all make their living really teaching young riders okay. how to do what they do. And well, so that sounds like, like you're kind of, of a coach, too, yeah, at that point, yeah, right? Yeah. Remember that was a big thing. Uh, Bob Baffert, everyone that knew Bob Baffert, uh, sorry, not Bob Baffert, D. Wayne Lucas. Right. Everyone that knew D. Wayne Lucas called him coach. Like really? everyone, when I would be down, when I was really covering the the big events, but not only the Derby, but the pre when I was really down there in the barns and, you know, like actually involved, uh, someone would walk up and be like, hey, coach, like. That Maybe was, it's because it's so awkward. Do you say, hey, D, or do you say, hey, Wayne, Wayne I, or they all, D, people, Wayne? The did, they always refer to him as Wayne. They yeah, always did refer always to him as right. Wayne, but they all called him Coach. Coach. And I don't know if that was because he coached in a quest, uh, a writing team. I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you. You not know, I'm word. not great at this, but you know how there's sound-alikes, there's yes. look-alikes, yes. and there's sound. Bob Baffert, all, whenever I would hear Bob Baffert talk, it was Paris Clendenning. I have it's to think a, about it. I've never. Okay. Same voice. All right, I'm going to go back. I'm I not will. great at that, 
It's not like I say Governor Clark Governor uh, like Glenn Danning's still with us, correct? He yeah. Is, yeah. As far as still, I know, he is. I think is, he's yeah. still with us. All right, I will go back and take a look. A lot of people wondered whether he was with us. Well, when he that was is governor. a that is a reasonable question. Although he yeah. had some really great policy ideas that just yeah. never yeah. never came to fruition. All right, a uh, lot to do on the program today. It not only the Maryland Five Star this weekend. It really is a very busy weekend in the area. Of course, the Running Festival is downtown this weekend. A uh, huge event for USA Lacrosse this weekend. The Ravens are out of town. They're in New York playing the Giants. We're going to catch up with our old friend Anita Marks here in a few minutes. She's now with ESPN Radio New York. We will find out what we need to know about how the Giants have gotten off to this 4-1 and one start and what kind of threat they are. Vegas doesn't think they're much of a threat. Uh, has the Ravens up at six points at this point, favored on the road despite the Giants it, being four and one. Is Anita still doing the TV show, the, d- the Daily ba- Spread I, I or Daily Wager? I think Daily it was called. Wager, I yeah. imagine she's I still. Believe I think she is. is. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she's looked. She's always been into betting. She was into betting no before most people were into betting uh, in this yeah. market. Yeah. So we'll catch up with our old friend Anita Marks. Uh, Bo Smolka will join us as he does every Friday. And the legendary uh, William Roden, of course, uh, Bill Roden, longtime sports writer, New York Times for forever. He's now with Anscape, um, which is partner with ESPN. Uh, he wrote a, a piece this week about Lamar Jackson. He was in Baltimore on Sunday night and wrote about what it is that Lamar Jackson is doing. You, of course, have watched Bill Roden on the sports reporters for years. Great, great writer. Incredible writer. And a big jazz fan. Yes, very big jazz fan and a Morgan State alum. In fact, played football at Morgan State. Um, Did not so, know that. Uh, I may have heard that somewhere along the line. Yeah. Looking forward to chatting with Did Bill Did he Rowe. play last year? No, I don't think he was on the team last year. He was also not on the team last night, which gave up 40 points in the first half to North Carolina Central. Yes. I was trying to find a nice distraction from the uh, the, the garbage football game last night, <laughs> and, and so I poked on. I, I, I turned it on, and I was like, oh, God. It was already 35-13 to 13 at that point. I said, I don't think I'm going to end up spending much time with Morgan State, North Carolina Central tonight. I don't think that's going to happen. They gave up 40 points in the first half. In the first half. A real quick shout-out to Steve Doherty and uh, all the members of the Maryland State Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah, you had a great event last night. We put our event on last night, uh, and I play a small part in that. I'm on the selection committee, and we we, uh, brought in eight new people. Carl Carl Runk, Mm -hmm. famous uh, lacrosse coach, Towson. Gary Williams won the the Legacy Award. I saw there was quite the uh, Maryland contingent. What do you? What do you? Yeah, contingent. Contingent. Yeah, Yeah, there was a huge showing of Maryland basketball folks there last night. Chris Wilcox was there. Lonnie Baxter. Johnny Rhodes. Lonnie Baxter. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Kevin Willard was there. It's cool. And he said he had a great time chatting with well, us. Well, that's great. I, okay. I really enjoyed our conversation with yeah. Kevin Willard. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating that Gary brought him along. I that that you know, I don't I don't think there was a world in which Mark Turgeon would have Gary would have brought him or Mark would have gone. I, you know, it's interesting you say that. Mark showed up for an event. There was an event where Gary got honored in DC, a similar okay. type of event. And Mark showed up for it. It was fairly early on in the tenure. I do believe that Gary, like, I think he wanted to disappear for the first year. Then after that, I do believe he attempted to to be more available as an asset for the program. I just don't think think that that it was the right fit. Mark wasn't comfortable enough in his own skin. Yeah. Uh, Damon Evans was there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was interesting. So Fred McNair, the fourth, yep. was installed. Uh, Mark, uh, uh, who, who's the golfer? M- Mark Stewart? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Um, um, oh gosh. I just want to make yeah, sure I got I them know, right. I know. Go ahead. Give me the rest of the um, line. Let Len Bias, of course. Len Bias was posthumously was uh, inducted. His dad made a speech, and I sat at the table with his dad. Marty West. Marty right. West. Marty West. Marty West. I'm sorry. I don't Close. know where I got stored from. Okay. Um, Carl Runk, uh, there were eight people. You um, have them in uh, front of you. Daryl Hill, of course. Daryl Hill, of course. That Integrated. Was he, was, he was really blown away by He's it, remarkable. You know? He's yeah. a remarkable man. Leon yeah. Day. Leon uh, Day. And, and his widow was there. And Dave Cottle. And Dave Cottle, of course. Love yeah. Coach Cottle. So yeah. it's a great group. And um, I, was, I was living vicariously. I, I wish I could have made it out. I, I, I am doing this event for USA Lacrosse, and it is overwhelming this weekend. The na- I'm working the national team, and they're playing against Maryland this weekend, and it's just a lot going on. Where's it so, at? College Park? Uh, no, out in Sparks. That's, that's at right, USA Lacrosse. Yep. Um, it's convenient so, to you. It's extraordinarily convenient for me. It's the the absolute most convenient. Was event that a that demand that you work. made? I said, yeah. They were originally planning on do doing it in College Park. Right. I said, if you want Glenn Clark, no, I, uh, <laughs> they do this event every year. But it's neat. They they try to have the national team play against the defending national champions. So tomorrow, I got I got a uh, I won't be able to work it. But they're having the women play North Carolina as well. So uh, it's a very cool event they do. But I'm just overwhelmed by it. But I was watching literally on social throughout the night as everybody was posting like the Maryland contingent was. There's a big contingent of sharing lots of yeah. pictures from this event. Jimmy was there. I saw Jimmy Patsos um, was there. I saw um, Kevin Plank there. And um, before I got a chance to go say hello, he had sort of disappeared, but he was definitely there. And uh, hanging with the Maryland crowd. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very Carl, cool. Carl Runk was sort of the star of the night. You know, really? He was mentioned a couple times that he was 85 years old. Mm-hmm. And you thought he'd get up and make sort of a, uh, you know, not dull, because Carl's not, he's not the most exciting guy. Mm-hmm. He got up and did about 15 minutes wow. of what would what I'd call stand-up that had nothing. Nothing to do with accepting his award. He just he had jokes he was trying okay. out. <laughs> hey man, you and need, then he announced you, know, you just need a room. That's and, all. And then he announced maybe that, he's planning on going on tour. And then he announced that he's got these new friends. He must be in a in a you know sort of an age facility. Okay, in on the uh, eastern shore. Okay, and apparently like about thirty of them. They all came came to this event, and they weren't that old. That's what I, I kept I kept looking. I go, wait a minute, what kind of what kind of maybe it's the swingers club? Wait, wait a second, like wait a second again. Anyway, I'm gonna say for was, a third time this morning. Carl was in a great mood. We do great not mood. we do not kink shame. I just want to make sure that I'm we not, keep. I'm not reiterating that. Not reiterating this. Morning. That's awesome. I'm, gl- I'm I'm really very cool event. Uh, very neat that they had 400 people there. That's a remarkable yeah. uh, thing that you guys do. It was our the- first one since 2019 that was live. Wow, wow! Since the, the pandemic. pandemic, that's remarkable. Yeah. That is remarkable. All right, Stan. Uh, quickly, uh, baseball wise, as uh, yesterday, I, th- it seems like a dumb guy thing to say. Why are they still pitching to Jordan Alvarez? Um, I, I don't have the answer to that question. I. I get it. Like, the Mariners are good. They certainly didn't go into this series scared and say something like, well, we can't do this. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know if I would have pitched to him in in, uh, in either circumstance. I think I probably would have taken my chances the other day with sticking with this closer Seawald mm-hmm. and walking him, even though it would have been loading the bases. Loading the bases, right. you know. But you just need that's a, something. You just, some some man like Buck Showalter would have done that 
in a heartbeat. Well, Bob Stillwater might have done it with the bases loaded. Right. He might right. have gone right. ahead and right. walked exactly. the run home in that right. situation. They were up by two. Yeah. He might have said, that's I'll go right. ahead and, right. and, and walk. Now, I, I don't know what he would have done yesterday exactly, yeah. but um, it just does seem to be a bit of a mistake with your season on the line that you're allowing Jordan Alvarez to be the one to beat yep. you. Yeah. But I don't interesting, think any- It's interesting to me that Ray will get the criticized for giving up the pitch. Mm-hmm. The manager will get criticized, but not nary a word about Jerry Depoto why he doesn't have a left-handed guy in the bullpen. So, it, so the story is that, that they have a couple of guys who had really good numbers against lefties yeah, during Eric the season, Swanson, right? Yeah, and so they just sort of decided, yeah, we, we're not going to go. We with don't that. need a specific yeah. lefty because we got guys that are pretty yeah. good. It just seems a little. Yeah. It seems a little strange. It yeah. seems a little odd. Now the other argument somebody would make is, hey, look, the Mariners are also still probably a year early in this. Like, they probably... Buck Showalter would have definitely had two left-handers in the bullpen of his team. Yeah, but one of them might have been Tommy Hunter. Again. Like, again. Did Tommy Hunter really actually pitch... How many... I mean, how many innings did he pitch? That's a good question. Like about 10? Probably about that. That yeah. sounds about right. It's always, Isn't he about 48 years old? He's got to be. He's got to be. And he might have been holding three beers as he walked out to the mound <laughs> in order Great to go guy. do it. Great Love guy. Tommy Hunter. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Absolutely love he Tommy He would love Hunter. Carl Runk. Probably would. Yeah. Uh, he pitched uh, in 18 games this season. Wow. Uh, pitched a total of 22 innings for the uh, okay. Mets this year. So. And what was his ERA? Probably very uh, respectable. He was. He pitched 2.42 ERA. Yeah. Um, it's remarkable. And Tommy Hunter, I'm trying to figure out exactly how old he is, too, by the way. He's probably about 40. 30, 35. I'm uh, guessing 36. Tommy Hunter. Tommy Hunter is no, he's not quite 40. He's no. 35. 36, yes. 36. 36 years old, Tommy Hunter. And he will still I guarantee if Buck for whatever reason ended up on another team next year, Tommy Hunter would end up there as well. It's wonder, just the way wonder that it works. what would have happened if Tommy Hunter hadn't been with the Orioles to Zach Britton's career. Shoo. That's a good question. He, was, he seemed to be a failed starter. Right. And, you know, but all of a sudden, Tommy Hunter was a failed closer, mm-hmm. and they said, let's try this guy. Yeah, right. They had nothing and to he lose. ended up being one of the best closers, historically, Correct. one of the best closers over a short so period a of very, time. It's a very good question, yeah. Stan. I had never thought about that yeah. at all. I, I do love Tommy Hunter. I love Tommy Hunter. It would have been neat to see him. As much as we want Buck to win a World Series, yep. and we care, obviously, far more about Buck than we do about Tommy Hunter, but it would have been a neat uh, side effect is the Tommy Hunter, too, would have been on a World so Series. So we got one winner. game today, today, daytime. So, yeah, so three games total today yep. because the, the Yankees game got moved to 1 o'clock today. So they'll play that one against the Guardians and the two National League games later in the day. So four, be a, four something. I believe it's 4.30 and, and 8.30, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yep. A lot of complaints yesterday, Stan, about the fact that they moved the Yankees game and then left the Astros game at the same time. Right. So there wasn't a game on at night. Right. I understand the theory. Well, of baseball was afraid. Let's give, give ba- they didn't want to go against the yeah, Amazon a, game of the week. It's a great point. It's know. tough to go up against a barn burner commanders. like the Commanders and the Bears. the Bears. It is really tough to go up against that. Um, maybe, maybe, that? You know what? Hang on a second. Maybe they were worried Dan Snyder had dirt on them. Maybe they were worried <laughs> that Dan That's Snyder had some dirt and said we're not going to move it. Yeah. I, I, if I'm being reasonable, it's unfortunate that it worked out that way. 
but it's but very it's difficult to the fans. Like yes, you're making your plans around say, exactly right. right. Wait hey, three by hours the way, to wait. Uh, go to the game at eight o'clock. It, there yeah. are so many people that are involved, so many parties that are involved, and I get it. The argument is, hey, if there had been a rain delay, the game would have been pushed back anyway. I understand, but to say to that many people, hey, you've made your plans around this, and now for mere reasons of convenience we're going to force you to to wait three hours for a baseball yeah, game yeah. i think if it happened the day before like maybe you could criticize baseball and say hey you saw what the the weather was the yeah. night before maybe you make that decision a little bit quicker and then you can slide um the other game back a little ways i i think there's room in there for a larger conversation but at the point they found out the yankees couldn't play yesterday i don't think it was an option for them to move the Astros. I thought game. baseball really kind of botched it by not having the Yankees play the second game the, the day after the first game. Well, I do think it's unfair that both of the Astros games were afternoon games. Yeah. Like, this is the weird thing. I don't have a problem with, hey, we want to stagger these games so that they're not yeah, going I on understand. at the same time. Yeah. So, But asking a team to play more than one afternoon game, and especially with Seattle being a West Coast team, it's hard for kids. Like, how are kids in Seattle – going to become right. like these are the moment where you want to create new baseball fans but they're in like fifth period at yeah. that point during the day when yeah. you're playing a game at 3:30 so i think they should have had one of those two games be a night game i agree with that all right uh, today's show is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland you want to watch the fight tomorrow night Deontay Wilder and Robert Hellenius the place to do it is in the FanDuel Sportsbook. You can watch the fight for free, and you could come out on top winning money betting on the fight, which to me sounds better than, what was the Wilder fight that we watched at your house one time, Stan? It was Wilder and Fury, right? Fury, we Tyson did that. Fury. Yep. Sounds better than, than spending your money and then not making any on top of that. It seems like maybe winning some money and watching the fight for free, that math works out a little bit better. Reserve your spot right now by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. Stan, once upon a time, um, when our next guest came to town, I was her first update anchor, in fact. Really? I uh, got to know her well when I was at ESPN Radio 1300. I know you guys were close friends during her time here in Baltimore. She now, of course, uh, is with ESPN and ESPN Radio New York, and we're going to talk a little bit about betting, a lot about the Giants as we get ready for Ravens-Giants on Sunday. She is our friend Anita Marks, and she's with us now here on GCR. Anita, it's Glenn and Stan the Fan. It is great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Oh, no, thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing, man? We're, it's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a long minute. Uh, good to talk to you, Anita. Really, oh, pr really proud of and what you've accomplished up there in the big city. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Yeah. Uh, I miss you. I, I, miss, uh, I miss seeing your face. Yeah. Um, you know, not just not just work-related. Um and every now and then, you know, I make my way down to Baltimore, I'd say like once every four to six months, I make my way down there. I stay in the, I stay in the Inner Harbor. Um, I love the Sagamore Pendry. It's a beautiful hotel. Yep. Um, the city has just been absolutely, it's just, it's grown and some fantastic restaurants and still really phenomenal people. So I, I, I miss Baltimore. By the way, Anita's definitely doing well if she's staying at the Sagamore Pendry. Let's make that abundantly clear. <laughs> we know that much. My wife every now and then is like, how come we haven't stayed at the Pendry? And I say, baby, because um, you know, Stan pays me what he pays me. It's just the way that it works. <laughs> it's the um, way it goes. Anita's, well, Anita's I, I cashing did, I, a lot of tickets. Full disclosure, I did reach out to a few Under Armour people just ah. to be like, hey, can I get your, can I get your discount? 
You know, it's about to be the only way that I would be able to stay at the Pendry. They, yeah, oh, even, listen, even on like a Thursday like, night, you go and you look and you're like, oh boy. Uh, you know, there's probably some. I mean, else. that's all you've got to do. Like, like I'm sure you know some Under Armour people, right? Like, I, yes, um, I, we could my, just reach out to them. They get, they get a discount. Got to uh, work it. Work uh, those friends, Glenn. I, Anita, <laughs> let, me, let me play this card with you because you understand both aspects of this. You know the Giants and you know betting. On, on surface level, it seems like it would be unfair that the Giants, at 4-1, and one, coming off a win over the Packers, it's not like they've only beaten bad teams, they beat the Titans earlier this year, would be six-point home dogs to much of anyone, uh, more or less a Ravens team that's been up and down. What do you make of the dis... You know, I don't know if we call it disrespect, or is it appropriate the way that Vegas is still treating the Giants despite their solid starts? So... Uh, so a few things. Number one, um, uh, this is why I think the line is what it is. Um, you know, the the NFC East as a whole has the easiest schedule in in the NFL out of all the divisions. So the Giants, uh, the um, the Cowboys, the Eagles, um, and Washington. Even though Washington, what a horrible game last night. Oh, if I didn't have money on that game and a ton of prop bets running. I, I probably would have turned that off at the half, but nonetheless. So, and then, and then also, you know, I, I think, I think that um, odds makers are still slow to digest exactly how phenomenal Brian Dable has been for Daniel Jones. Right. Um, because I, you know, I do host sports talk radio here in New York and I am the biggest Daniel Jones supporter and, and, and fans are so frustrated with me. Like, Anita, what is it about this guy that you like so much? Like, we need him out of town. Like, we want Bryce Young. And I try to, I try to explain to my listeners, you know, Daniel Jones checks many boxes. You're, like, you know, a Patrick Mahomes is few and far between. Like, yep. you know, it's like once in a decade player. So relax, right? Like, you're not going to get that kind of quarterback. But Daniel Jones checks first one in the building, last one to leave. I had Eli Manning one one day tell me so when when so in Eli's quarterback room, he would always have his backup quarterback come in with the scripted. So as we all know, the first sixteen to twenty plays are scripted. Okay, so what what Eli would do is he would have his backup quarterbacks come in with the scripted plays, and you know. Daniel's right up there. He's uber brilliant, always studying, first one in, last one to leave, like incredibly athletic. And so it was really just hiring the, the Giants, hiring somebody like Brian Dable to come in and create this offense that's accentuating his talents, very similar to how we've seen the Baltimore Ravens do with Lamar Jackson. Do you think Lamar Jackson would be this successful in, in somebody else's offense? Absolutely not. The Ravens knew what they were doing. So I know I'm long-winded here. I apologize, but a I think the odds makers are slow to believe and grasp onto and 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 let's also guys Daniel Jones and the Giants are winning with wide receivers that probably wouldn't even make other people's rosters. That's fair. That's very okay? yeah. That's very I mean fair. Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. The the Giants were trying to trade like in 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 the preseason. Couldn't get a taker for him. And he comes out and he has the, the game he did last week in London. It's just unbelievable what they're doing. They're making chicken salad out of chicken poop. How, much, of, how, much, 
how much of this line, Anita, do you think is a little bit that the smart people are expecting a little bit of a regression by the Giants? I, I think I think so. Also, keep in mind the Giants played in London. Yeah. Okay. The Giants played in London last week. Now, typically, you play in London, you get a bye week the following week. They did not. Now, I've I've spoken to a few people in the organization. It's a lot harder for a team on the West Coast to play in London and then play the very next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, the flight to London, you know, is six six and a half hours from New York City. The team was back late on Sunday. They were given Monday and Tuesday off. So our odds makers throwing that into the equation, possibly. Like, you know, I, I, like I, I, I think this line is spot on, to be honest with you. I really do. I think this is going to be a close game. And, guys, we've buried the lead here. The lead is Wink Martindale going up against, um, you know, Lamar Jackson. That's really – like, Wink, Wink plays a – Man coverage with a lot of blitz. He blitzes 55% of the time. Lamar eats that up. That's his wheelhouse. So, really, what this game, Ravens win or lose, it, this is all on Wink. You guys realize that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how is Wink going to disguise his coverage where Lamar can't figure it out? That's, that's the game, guys. It's not about Saquon Barkley. Um, it's not about Mark Andrews. The game is all about Wink and how he's going to disguise his coverages to throw Lamar off. That's the game. That's the game. She is Anita Marks, of course, the Daily Wager on ESPN2, ESPN Radio New York. She's with us here on GCR. Anita, it was on my list, which is can he help himself, which is Lamar has, after struggling mightily against the Blitz a year ago, he's been outstanding against the Blitz this season. He has clearly adjusted and spent a lot of time focusing against the Blitz. So my question was, can Wink Martindale help himself? Is is he so tied to the idea of this is what I do, this is in my DNA, we're not going to change based on who the opponent is, we're going to Blitz, or can he do exactly what you're talking about? Show Blitz, get in Lamar's head, then drop back. Can he be exotic enough and not feel the need to have to be the Wink Martindale that we knew for years in Baltimore. Yeah, listen, when you're going up, and this is what defensive coordinators have explained to me, right? Like, when you're going up against a, a quarterback who scrambles, like Lamar, he, he leads your team, right? He leads the Ravens in, in rushing yards. Uh, thank you, I drafted J.K. Dobbins on my fantasy team. That's not working out for me, but nonetheless. Um, you know, when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, the last thing you want to do is play man coverage. Because what happens in man coverage? You've got a lot of DBs, they turn their back to the quarterback a lot more so, more frequently than in zone. So it, it, it's a recipe for disaster to play man coverage against Lamar Jackson. It just is. So, um, but, but it's, it's, it's Wink's specialty in regard to, you know, uh, being able to, to blitz uh, the number of guys and who he wants to blitz. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the secret sauce to his success as a defensive coordinator. So really, again, it's going to come down to, um, I don't believe that he's going to be able to play as much man as he has this season. And really it's going to come down to disguising who he's sending and when, you know, also, you know, is he going to have somebody spy Lamar? You know, can can you, can you afford that? Can you afford to have somebody spy Lamar? I, 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 I think everybody's talking about the Bills, Kansas City game, Eagles, Cowboys, and those games are going to be great. 
but I'm probably more fascinated and I'm more intrigued and I can't wait to watch this game more than anything else. Cause it's, it's going to be, it's going to, I wrote this in my column on ESPN this week. It's going to be the ultimate game of battleship and who's, mm-hmm. who's battleship, who's the captain, whose battleship is going to get sunk. I mean, I, I'm so excited to see this game. Let me go back to one player whose name you brought up, and that's Saquon. Um, it, it's been remarkable seeing this from him this season. I mean, he has looked unbelievable, vintage Saquon Barkley. One of the arguments that we've heard this week is that this why this matchup you know, kind of does favor the Ravens because the Giants want everything to go through the run, and the Ravens' defense is more vulnerable, obviously, with their lack of edge rush against the pass than they are against the run. So twofold one, did, did you at all see this coming with Saquon and the level he's been able to get back to? And, and do you think that it might benefit the Ravens if this game goes more through Saquon Barkley this week? Well, to answer your question, your second question first, um, yes, I have insider. Obviously, as you guys know, I worked with the Giants organization for seven years. Um, I'm still friendly with a number of people over there, and they were telling me um, how phenomenal Saquon Barkley was looking before training camp even started. This dude's on a mission, right? Like, you know, was tired about hearing how he's injury prone, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't have that it factor, can't read, don't know when the holes are coming, all, you know, all the negative things that were being said about him. And also, he's at the end of his rookie deal. Dude wants to get paid, right? We've seen this. We see this time and time again in the NFL, right? Like, I've got a ball out. My real deal is coming up. And so I was hearing that. Um, he was just, he was just in, in great shape, mentally, physically ready. So I knew that Saquon was going to, in, in fact, talking about fantasy football, as you guys know, I'm, I'm in 12 fantasy leagues. I want to say is that, that all? I, I rock. Is that all? I, I, thought, I feel like that number was bigger at a certain time. I beat Ken Zalas <laughs> last week. This, this was me. <laughs> this was me in Baltimore as well. I mean, I've been a part of these leagues since, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to date myself here, but I started playing fantasy in college. So I've been playing fantasy football since 1988. So, you know, I know it was before it was, it was before it, it, it was on the internet. I would run downstairs to my, I would, I would run downstairs to my, uh, my um, dorm lobby to grab the USA today. And if you recall, Stan, I know you'll remember this. The back of the USA Today was all the statistics yep, on Monday. Yep, yep. For, and, and I'd sit in my dorm room with a calculator <laughs> and I would add up. And I would add up the yards and the touchdowns to see if I won my fantasy football matchup that my RA was the, was the commissioner of. That's but funny. anyway, I digress. Um, so, I, so I knew that Saquon was, was going to have the season that he's having. Here's another thing. I'll go back to Brian Dable, right? Like this offense, like, like this, it begins and ends with Saquon, not just in the rushing attack, but in the passing game as well. And look, look, at, the, look, at, the, look at the formation. Look at how... Brian Dable is using every inch of the field. Okay, he's spreading. He's spreading everybody wide. Where if you go back to last year, remember those three plays that that Joe Judge ran, like uh, Pee Wee football, right? Like everybody all, all bunched <laughs> up. Remember that? Oh, he got he got destroyed for that. But in all seriousness, it's just it's the system. It's the offense that Brian Dable's running. He's taking every inch. He's using every inch of, of, of the field. He's spreading out this offense. He's creating better lanes for Saquon Barkley. And as horrible as this offensive line has been protecting Daniel Jones, pass protection, Daniel Jones has been the most pressured quarterback in the NFL. I know it might seem like Matthew Stafford is, but it has been Daniel Jones. 
but as awful as they are in pass protection, they're quite good uh, in, in, uh, in, in run blocking. And so that's so better, better uh, offensive line in regard to run blocking and Brian Dable, this system, spreading things out, uh, creating better opportunities, better holes for Saquon Barkley, and then him just really wanting to prove everybody wrong and also wanting to get paid with his next deal. All those things combined. That's why we've got the Saquon Barkley we do this season. Anita, I wanted to change gears with you and talk about you and your career just for a couple minutes. Uh, how has uh, you've always done the show that you wanted to do, but how has the legalization of sports betting changed how you're accepted and and how it's in your wheelhouse now? So funny story. Right. Because and we all go back, you know, uh, Bob Phillips, Dave Labrosi. Right. I think I drove them nuts, as we know. Um, so me and Jeremy Kahn and Mark Zeno, we gamble all the time. And we had a bookie in, in Baltimore. Right. Like, and we gamble all the time. And pretty much we would just talk about gambling whenever we were in a break. Sure. And every now and then I'd uh, every now and then I would slip. Right. Yeah. Or, or I would talk about it. I would talk about it. And sure enough, Dave Labrosi would walk down. What are you doing? You can't <laughs> talk about gambling. It's, it's illegal. What are you doing? You know, he was remember he was a deacon. So, that was, you know, I mean, like, oh, man, I'm I'm pissing off our, our, our program director here. So anyway, let's go full circle. I'm getting let's marinate in this for a minute, guys. I'm getting paid by Disney. Hence, people don't know, ESPN, right. Disney, same right. corporation. I'm getting paid by Disney to talk about gambling. <laughs> somebody somebody freaking pinch me. Like, like, wow, right? Like, how far we've come. It's been unbelievable. And, you know, um, to be quite honest, guys, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would, my, my career would have this type of longevity, yep. especially on television, right? Um, God bless Botox, but I don't think my <laughs> career, <laughs> I don't think my career would have this longevity yeah. if it wasn't for sports gambling, because I'm so comfortable in the space. I've been gambling since I was very young. My grandfather was a huge gambler and I would make the calls to his bookie when I was like 10 or 12 years old and I would put in his plays. So I've been using the verbiage of buying points. Grandpa, I don't think we should take it with the hook. Should we? <laughs> Should we, should we That's tease great. this down? Like, uh, like this, this is your wheelhouse. wheelhouse. I was, yep. This is my wheelhouse. Yep. And so there's very few people who are in the space that are comfortable in the space that understand that. Like I, I consider myself, you know, I hang around some really brilliant people, right? Like people who went to Cornell, Villanova, right? Um, I, I'm around a lot of financial people here in the city. And they don't understand favored by three. Yep. I have to literally, I have to literally, like, and, and I don't, I don't understand that, right? Like, I think it's so simple, but for a lot of people, it's not. Like, they don't understand what, the, um, you know, minus 115 is as opposed to plus 130. That's like, my, they don't, they're like, I don't, I don't understand. That's so my. So, I'm comfortable in this space. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's it. I'm just saying yeah. I'm comfortable uh, in the space and be, and because gambling has become, you know, it's on the forefront. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's it. And, you know, 
I, I, it's just it has it has allowed my career to have more longevity for sure, Stan. You can you can be the female version of Hank Goldberg now. No, God and bless. I mean you that I mean just, that as a compliment, me. right? But right. but no, let no, me know, let I me show. no offense to Hank, much better looking. Yes, no, no, no question about Hank. it. No <laughs> question <laughs> about it. Hank never well, used no, Hank no, never listen, used Botox though. <laughs> Hank never used but no Hank was. Hank was. A, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah. Of course, I, 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 I'm, I'm from Miami. I go back. You know, like I, I worked with Hank in Miami. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a compliment for sure. And, and God bless, by the way, he just yep. recently passed. Yes, yep. of course. Let me just uh, ask you a last question for me. Is tell me what you would do if you were named marketing director for a gaming concern that had huge dollars. I find the marketing for the for trying to sign you up to be some of the most moronic advertising I've ever seen. <laughs> like, for example. You're asking me, for example? Yeah. What, like, that, I'm just that saying, they're giving me, that they're giving do, me. That, because I do, the, the, I do a lot of advertising. No, I do a lot the, of advertising. The offers that they're giving <laughs> you, it's somehow like that, that it makes sense that they're giving me $500 to pick either team, you know, and I win no matter what. Like somehow that's supposed well, hang on, to. Hang that, on, that sounds pretty good when you no, say it out loud. It's, <laughs> it's it's moronic to me that they don't spend yeah, more time be, trying to educate, trying to educate it people. Might, it, it might be moronic to you, but what's going to happen is that person's going to sign up. They're going to create a, an account. They're going to use that five hundred dollars. More than likely, they're going to lose. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I understand that. My point is. They're never explaining to people that don't understand how to gamble, how to gamble. In other words, I sit there and I watch all these commercials. They never once explain anything to anybody that doesn't understand gambling. How do you? Because they want them to lose. They want. No, them to of lose. course they want you to lose. But you'd like to think. Look, I've lost. I've lost my entire career. I've lost my entire career, but I want to think that I know enough to win. They do nothing to teach you the lingo. That's all I'm talking about. The way you said. No, I hear you. Yeah. I, I hear you. Here's here's what the difficulty is. Yeah. Okay. Here's what the difficulty is. So as you know, I'm on daily wager. It's on ESPN two Monday through Friday, six to seven p.m. Sunday mornings, nine to ten. Shameless plug, not so shameless. Sure, not at all. We 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 have conversation all the time. Who's watching us? Is it is it the is it the person who wants what you know? It's like I I use this analogy. You know, people who want to go to the gym, they want to get in shape, but they're so intimidated. They walk into the gym and they're like, I don't know what to do. Right. I don't know what 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 machines exercise, what body part. I'm terrified. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home. Like, are those are those are like who's our demographics? Do we have like the really like upper echelon of gamblers who we can't talk down to because if we do, we'll lose them. They'll yep. be like, yep. I, I know, I know what a parlay is. Like, why are you talking about that? So that's what the problem is. Stan is you, you, you know, you can't, you can't satisfy, you can't satisfy both, right? You can't satisfy both people. So you have to, you have to have one program that is specifically designated to those who are, are st startup gamblers, who don't know what a parlay is, who doesn't understand why you don't tease something at minus four and a half or minus five and a half, um, who, you know, like, it, you, 
So there's that. And then there's the more savvy, experienced gamblers. And that's what the problem is, is, is creating content. And you have to create, create content for either or, because if you mix it, you're either talking way above somebody's head or you're talking way below somebody and they, and they have no time for that. I like, just, I, I'm moving on. I just sense that the amount of money that they're pouring into trying to get me to sign up it's not done in a smart way. That's all I'm saying. Because the smart well, no, gamblers, the smart gamblers are already signed up by now, well, and they're still spending millions of dollars talking to people that don't understand what they gain by. You know, we'll have to solve this another day because yeah. we're running past time. We'll 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 work on that. Anita, obviously, the Daily Wager, as you just mentioned, on ESPN two, and of course, ESPN Radio New York. At Anita Marks on Twitter. Is there anything else we can plug for you? I, I, I've got my hands in so much stuff um, that you you wouldn't have, and and I'm blessed. Don't get me wrong. Yep. I, I'm I really I really am blessed. Hey. Um, I, I will I will give you my favorite play this week. Okay, let's try to help the people yes. win some money. All right. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are have been outscored thirty eight to zero in the first quarter so far this season. The Arizona Cardinals have not scored one point in the first quarter. They are the absolute worst team in the first half of games. But how about this? They are the absolute best team in the second half. How about that? They've got the number, they've got the 32nd offense in the first half of games, and they have the number one offense in the second half of games. How crazy is that? So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the Seattle Seahawks in the first half at plus one. You can play them on the money line. The money line, you're laying $100 to win $110. Okay, it's plus 110. Um. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to buy the Arizona Cardinals in the second half at minus one. Interesting. So, so, right. So I'm playing the Seattle Seahawks in the first half. Again, I'm going to play them on the money line at plus plus one ten. Um, and I'm going to turn around at the same time. I'm going to put both the bets in and I'm going to play the Arizona Cardinals second half at minus one best bet on best i love bet this for me this week i love this i love everything about this especially because now in uh, in our sports sports book at fandle we can do uh, both teams of a same game parlay so i might be running down there and playing both of them at the same time anita uh great to catch up with you i know we kept you forever great talking to uh, you. uh you've always been good to no, us i miss you guys thank you for taking mm-hmm. the time seriously really appreciate absolutely. you absolutely absolutely enjoy the game again uh really the, the story is is wink and, uh, and and what he does with this defense and how he disguises it. Leo Williams, by the way, is going to be back. He will suit up and play. Interesting. Not sure about uh, Ojolari, and that's going to be a big key as well, just FYI. Awesome. Thank you, Anita. Appreciate you. Okay, guys. Bye-bye. Anita, Anita Marks in New York. Appreciate her hopping on with she's us. Great. Uh, she's wonderful. Great. We're going we're gonna to have to just call Bo. We'll have to figure out breaks in the second I hour. Apologize. We'll, it's all good. Life goes all on. We'll right. get it all in. We'll, we'll take a minute right here, in fact. And I'll tell everybody about Glory Days Grill because the Oktoberfest menu is available right now, and it's outstanding. The Bavarian burger on the pretzel bun, the chicken schnitzel, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage sandwich, the slam dunk pretzels, the cheddar ale soup, all incredible. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to get your order in right now. Take advantage of the outstanding Oktoberfest menu before it's gone. So we go from one side of Sunday's matchup to the other one. Stan the Fan in studio with us on a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Joining us now, he covers the Ravens for Press Box. He is our friend, Mr. Bo Smolka. He's with us here on GCR. Bo, good morning, sir. How are you? 
Good morning. How are you? I'm in a great place because for the first time in what feels like forever, I don't have to ask you if Ronnie Stanley is playing on Sunday. What a <laughs> what a world this is. This is uncharted territory for us. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a, long been a time. while since we've we've known he's going to play. That's correct. Um, what did you make of how what we saw of Ronnie? And and you know, it's interesting because I think it sort of also goes into the J.K. Dobbins conversation of the way that they're handling these guys in what time frame they might start ramping them up. Do we have any sense for it, it? It's easy to say, Hey, look, it looks like they're prioritizing the end of the year over the beginning of the year. But, but when does that start to change for these guys? I think it, I just, it seems to be the plan all along. It's been a gradual ramp up. And I think, uh, we'll see more of Ronnie Stanley this week. I don't know that we'll see. I don't think we'll see him play every snap. And I think it will just be kind of an on-ramp up to full speed. And, and how long that takes, I'm not even sure. Um, J.K. Dobbins is a little different because I think they would always rotate backs through. But Stanley is a guy that, you know, when he most of the time the offensive linemen play every snap. But with Stanley, it's a case where it looks like they're very much going to ramp him up and, and you know, gradually increase his, his workload. Um, it's tricky, right? Because he said he wasn't going to play until he felt he was really ready to go. Um, so obviously you have to think he's really ready to go, but they're very much treading cautious. And I think you're right. I think they're looking at the long view on this and they got 17 games and they, they want to make sure they have him for say weeks 12 to 17, uh, or games 12 to 17 rather. So I think that's the plan. I think we'll see more of him, but I don't think we'll see him every snap again. And that that makes sense. I thought the encouraging part, Bo was. I thought he looked really good when he was out there. I thought he looked like a guy that might be capable of being, you know, some semblance of Ronnie Stanley again as the season goes on. I agree. I thought he he played well. He only played about a third of the snaps, and I I do. I thought they have to be encouraged by what they saw from him. I will say he looked a lot better than he looked in Week One at Las Vegas last no year doubt. when yeah. he tried to come back, and so that was very encouraging. And you felt like that was really. Really, that was the first time since he got hurt that he looked like himself in the little bit that he played. As John Harbaugh said, he anchored well. He uh, he did a good job with you know with a good good defensive front too. Uh, overall, I thought he did really well. And you know, and they have Patrick McCarry. Who let's give this guy some credit. I know he got beat on a few plays last week, but this guy was never supposed to be a left tackle. Yeah, he was just, you know ever. I don't think if they, when they signed him, I don't think there's no way they envisioned him being a left tackle. But he's just this, you know, they paid him to be plug in wherever they need him. And they need him at left tackle for a while now. And he's, he's played capably there, just like he's played capably everywhere else they've asked him to play. Now, and he's coming off an ankle injury himself. He toughed it out to be on that field as well. So I think that guy deserves a lot of credit for being able to spell Stanley for two-thirds of the snaps in that game. Most importantly, how has he been this week in practice? I know you're not out there every minute, but have you heard anything that he, he's not having any problems with the ankle? That's what I was concerned with is how he would be after game one. Well, I'll say I, I wasn't out there yesterday, and, and Wednesday he didn't practice, so we were all kind of like, oh, no, oh, no, what right. happened? And we asked John Harbaugh about it after practice, and he – all he said at the time was, I'm not answering any more injury questions. And so that it also, also thought, uh-oh, something happened here. We're not no hearing about. But then he was listed as a full participant yesterday. Okay. So I have to assume that, um, that he's, he's came out of the game in a good – he said to us after the game, we talked to him after the game, and he said he came out of the game feeling well. He felt he played well during the game. The ankle felt well after the game. Uh, and so 
I will say there were some cautious moments among those that were of us that were out there on Wednesday. Well, we didn't see him, but the, the report said he practiced fully yesterday, so that's encouraging. He is Bo Smolka, Press Box Ravens beat writer. He's with us on GCR. Bo, the big story this week, um, not so stunning that Tyus Bowser returned to practice. We knew that was coming. I thought it was almost, you know, befuddling. I was I was blown away by the fact that David Ajabo was on the practice field and the time frame for him, considering we're talking about an injury that occurred in May or sorry, in March, in March not yeah. not last season. Um, I guess one, John Harbaugh doesn't rule out Tyus Bowser for this week. What do we make of that situation? And I would think there's no chance that they were rushing David Jabo back. That wouldn't make sense for a rookie who's not had a training camp. Like, do we buy into this that, that the guy just legitimately might be ready to play? So I, I too, was surprised that Jabo came back this week. They came back on the same day, and as you said, they got hurt about two months apart. Uh, and so it was very interesting that they came back the same day. John Harbaugh said, I, in my mind, figured a job, but we wouldn't see anything of him till Thanksgiving at the earliest. There were some people thought he'd miss the whole year. John Harbaugh said a job came to him a month or so ago and said, I'll be back in October. And, and, you know, and here he is October and he's back now back meaning he's starting to practice, but this does mean officially he's got a 21 day window that has started. And so by the end of that three weeks, he has to be placed on the active roster or he goes to injured reserve for the entire year. And that's that. But I think he'll, I think he'll be on the active roster in 21 days, whether he'll play after that immediately remains to be seen, but it's very encouraging. And I don't, I don't think they're rushing him back. I think he he just, I don't know. I think he just healed very well. Bowser. It was very interesting too, that John Harbaugh did not rule because he said right away with their job. He said, yeah, but he's back. It's great. But he was not going to play this week. And then someone said, well, can we also rule out Bowser for this week? And he said, no, I'm not ready to do that just yet. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. Bowser, in my mind, I think Bowser's been really close for like three weeks. So I don't think Bowser is far away from playing at all. I personally don't think we'll see him this week, but it's not out of the question, as John said. I think he's been close for a while, and now he's finally back to practicing. But again, that's just two, three practices, and then you're going to throw him out there to play. We'll see. They, they did it with Brandon Copeland, and they kind of did it with Jason Pierre-Paul. So it's not out of the question they would do that. But I do think Bowser was already close to playing. And the job, of course, has yet, yet to play in the NFL. So it's a bigger, you know, steeper up for him than it would be for, say, Bowser coming back from his injury. But I do think Bowser's been close for several weeks. And so, you know, that is something that I think – that's why I think John did not rule him out yet. Bo, a two-pronged question. How serious is Bateman's injury? And if it is serious, where it's going to be some time. I read an article the other day on ESPN, like sort of the 10 teams that could sign Odell Beckham. And the Ravens weren't one of those teams. They seem to me, if Bateman's going to be out long-term, that they'd be a perfect fit for him. Where they'd come up with the money, I don't know. But that's the job of Eric DaCosta. I mean, if Bateman is going to be out for some length of time, they are absolutely in the market for a wide receiver. I think we saw that because with Bateman out this past game, there was Duvernay and Andrews and not much else. Yep. No other receiver had even 10 receiving yards in that game. <clears throat> and so, yes, I think the, the option, you know, the money would always be a question in that situation. But I don't know what to make of Bateman. He hasn't practiced again. John Harbaugh back last week when it first happened, downplayed it that Bateman was telling him he's day-to-day. John Harbaugh just called it a midfoot injury. 
Um, I, I think if they thought it was a long an inter, if, was, if they thought he was going to miss four to six weeks, I think they would put him on IR like they did with Marcus Williams. Um, and so I don't envision that they haven't done it yet. And I, so I don't envision it's a four to six week thing, but it is, it's nagging him obviously. And he hasn't practiced this week yet either. So that mm. puts his availability for this weekend in question. But to your point, if, if Bateman is out for extended time, they absolutely need are in the market for a receiver, whether that's the Odell Beckham or the trade market or whatever. But because as I said, in the game last weekend, uh, other than Duvernay, those wide receivers did not really amount to much. There is no question. Not uh, one of them had more than one catch last week. No doubt about that. But you brought up Marcus Williams. Um, I don't know. What's what's your reaction to the fact that it's Geno Stone that slid in and not Kyle Hamilton when Marcus Williams went down? It. I don't want to be unfair to a young man, but it certainly seems like it's it's not a great look for someone that they are drafted as early as Kyle Hamilton was and that the team just does not have faith in him at this point. It's... I think that's a fair question. I mean, they did. They threw Jane Geno Stone in. You know, I know some people have said, well, Kyle Hamilton is more of an in-the-box strong safety type and Geno Hamilton is more the free safety type of Marcus Williams. That's a fair argument. But Eric DaCosta said, in his mind, Kyle Hamilton was a top five talent in the draft. And it seems to me a top five talent in the draft could fly over there and play free safety for you if you need to be. But I just don't think they feel that Kyle Hamilton is ready for whatever reason. I mean, his, his, we've seen the miscommunications in so far. It just seems he's had a tougher time than they would have hoped, kind of fixing up the complexities of the defense or whatever it is. I know they haven't, you know, the missed assignments in some of the games. I think you can point to a degree to Hamilton. He was in the game last weekend, and he got caught on the pass interference against Hayden Hurst down there at the goal line. Um, it, it just, it's been so uneven for him. And so I just think at this moment, they trust Geno Stone more in the back of that defense in terms of communication and in terms of other things. I'll give you an example. Geno Stone, players gave Geno Stone credit for kind of discard, um Marcus Peters being able to make that sack on that little Philly special near the goal line uh, because Stone and Peters were on that side, and Stone and Peters communicated that Stone was going to have the outside guy, and so Peters, that left Peters free to go after Boyd, who was going to throw the pass. So that's the kind of thing. I just feel, I think they feel more comfortable with Stone right now in terms of familiarity, communication, everything about it. I think Kyle Hamilton is a more gifted player. But at this moment, I just think they trust Stone more. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, Bo, before we let you go, just a thought on this game on Sunday. It's This is a good football team they're going to play on the road. Obviously, you know, the, the odds makers love the Ravens in this situation. I think the question to me becomes, you know, it, is this Giants team capable of doing more against a depleted, what's still a depleted Ravens pass rush? Uh, via the air because I, I do get the idea that like if it's the Saquon Barkley show the Ravens defense probably in better position to handle that than they would be if somehow the Giants came to life via the pass I don't know about that okay. I, they had a hard time against the run last week I mean they couldn't stop Joe Mixon he was five or six yards of carry to me the question is can they stop the run at first because um, I think this Ravens team is built more to, I mean, I, I know they're 32nd in the league against the pass, but I still like their talent in, in, in pass defense. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but they did a good job against the Bengals last week. Um, but they did not do a real good job against the Bengals run game last week. 
And now you've got a guy who's basically one of the most dangerous running backs in the league and a dangerous running quarterback. So I think this matchup is not that great for what the Ravens are right now. Um, I still think the Ravens are going to find a way to win the game. I think they're more talented overall. Um, uh, I personally have the Ravens winning 23-20, to 20, and that's because in a close game I'll always take Justin Tucker. But I just think this team's got to figure out a way to, to get to Saquon Barkley. And, and I, think, I look at a guy like Patrick Queen or Josh Bynes, are they going to properly diagnose the run? Are they going to overrun the play? Are they going to push back and make a tackle nine yards downfield? Because if that happens, the Ravens are in deep, deep trouble. So I think those guys are really important. And then the edge rushers, not so much getting pressure, but also setting the edge against those guys and not getting sucked in and letting Saquon Barkley kind of bounce it outside on them. Um, so I think it's it, it's tricky because the, the Giants look fairly one-dimensional right now with Barkley and Jones, and they run the ball with those. But I just don't think that's the great matchup for the Ravens right now. I think it's going to be a struggle, but I do think the Ravens are more talented, and I think they're going to find a way to win. At B. Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him. Believe in Ravens podcast with he and former Ravens tight end Dan Wilcox. And, of course, see all the stuff, pressboxonline.com. Bo Smolka, appreciate you, sir. We'll talk to you again next Friday, all right? All right, take care. Thank you. Bo Smolka joining us here on GCR. Stay in the fan is in the studio. These are the final days for you to read Bo's. Well, I mean, you can always find it at pressboxonline.com. But to get this print issue of Pressbox, it will be gone as of next Wednesday. So get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Or, again, read his great cover story about Mark Andrews at pressboxonline.com. I have to take a break. If it costs us, it costs us. We'll deal with it. William Roden scheduled to join us next. We're talking about Lamar Jackson's Glenn Clark Radio. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face back in here on gcr friday edition of the program uh, we're just talking about tyus bowser potentially returning we will have another tyus bowser show for you it'll be coming up tuesday november 1st we will be at the hamilton tavern for the next one, then we're back on to a normal schedule from that point. Tyus and a special guest will be joining us again Tuesday, November 1st at the Hamilton Tavern. Tyus Bowser's show is a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, as well as Maryland Vascular Specialists. You can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser in order to get all of the information you need for the Tyus Bowser Show. Uh, Stan the Fan is with us here on a Friday edition of the program. Joining us now, this man, a legend. This man, uh, once upon a time, a Morgan State football player before his incredible career as a sports writer. Uh, was at the Baltimore Sun uh, a few years back. Obviously a long time at New York Times. Now he's writing with Anscape. And we're going to link up on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio, a really great piece that he wrote for Anscape this week about Lamar Jackson he is the great William Roden, and he's with us now here on GCR. Bill, it's Glenn and Stan in Baltimore. It's so great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Glenn, you're too kind. <laughs> oh, man. It's an honor. You're, not, you're a legend, man. Bill. Oh, man. I, this is Stan. You're a legend, man. Hey, well, you know, it's all, you, you know, I'm, I'm always into today. You know, I, I, I run a fellowship of what I'm doing with uh, Anscape. And uh, each year we give a, a, a one-year fellowship for six students from um, HBCUs because, like you said, I went to Morgan. And my whole goal is how do you get more kids from HBCUs in the journalism department. Anyway, my point is that these kids are like 2021. 20, and, you know, you talk about legend and all that, you know, they have to Google you. Say, well, who are you? <laughs> so, <laughs> so my obsession, my obsession, man, is the here and now. You know, what am I doing now? So, uh, but I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Well, I, tell you, I really appreciate your work. In the here and now, Morgan could have used you last night as they were getting run out of the gym oh. by North Carolina Central. Oh, it was not. God. I did not. Oh, my. Yeah, that was unpleasant. Oh. That was unpleasant. Oh, but uh, let's, I, was, I was watching going between that and the uh, – 
the Chicago game. Oh, and I'm God, like, it was man, all unpleasant. Just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, it's just a miserable night of football. <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, Bill, you know, I, everything that you express in your piece this week, I appreciate, right? And it, it, I think a lot of people have said, hey, if Lamar just had an agent, this would be done by now. And I think the flip side to that is, but does it matter if it's done by now or not? One of the arguments that I've heard, I know you talked to Lee Steinberg, he's a friend of mine as well, like, I, I've heard this argument of, well, maybe the agent would be more pressed to get a deal done and so you would be willing to settle for something less than a fully guaranteed deal. If Lamar Jackson is saying, look, this is my value, this is what I want, why is it wrong that he doesn't have an agent and says, I know what I should be getting, I know exactly how valuable I am to this franchise, and if they want to pay me that, they can pay me that. If not, you know, I bet somebody else would be more than happy to. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah I think you crystallized it perfectly, and I'm just fascinated by it. And, and I guess I've always been fascinated by Lamar uh, just because, you know, from the time he came into the league, you know, there were people saying that he was basically a, 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 run, a running back who happened to throw. And I think even now, and I, I'm, I'm really curious to hear how you guys think because you're in it, you're in the market and you deal with it every day. Um, but I just think he's a very unique, uh, a unique talent. And uh, I was having this debate with a friend of mine, last night who actually spent like nine years in, in the league playing. And he's sort of bringing up sort of the thing about, well, you know, it's a kind of short-term investment. The way he plays is not sustainable. And I guess I'm saying, well, for that reason, if I'm Lamar, I said, yeah, I know it. I know yeah. it. I'm probably not doing this for like, you know, 15, <laughs> 20 years. So, you know, yeah, I actually know that. So I want to capitalize now. And the thing is, with a guy like, like a multi-billionaire, you know, I mean, I'm like you. I'm not even close to that planet. But you know, they could give this Lamar out of his like pocket change. It's not, it's not a big deal. So I, I think that, and what I like about Lamar is, is that he does know his value. He knows what he's worth to this team. If, there's, if, if it's not Lamar, there's no race. As we, I mean, we're not, you know, no, no telling where they'd be. So um, I, I just think, and in terms of the agent thing. Um, I'm not sure, you know, Lee was talking about, yeah, there are probably certain things that would be said in negotiations that would kind of, you know, kind of kill you uh, if you heard it personally. But outside of that, I'm not sure if having an agent in this case would really matter. You're either going to, Biscotti is either going to, you know, give him the money or not. And um, I, I, I guess, you know, they're waiting to how it's going to play, you know, how it's going to play out. Uh, I'm I'm pull, I'm really pulling for Lamar. I, I'm you know I, I guess I look at the workers, you know all of us, you know whatever all of us getting paid is not enough, based on the value that we're delivering. So I uh, know kind of a convoluted answer, but um, I just think he's a very fascinating case. I'm going to be at the uh, the Giants game, the Ravens game Sunday, and I'm just really curious, really fascinated to see how this is going to how this is going to play out. Bill, I'm just curious whether your assessment is had Jimmy Haslam not given Deshaun Watson that fully guaranteed contract, would Lamar Jackson be signed? Because we all agree that the Haslam deal, given what Deshaun Watson's going through off the field, is sort of a, you know, it's anathema to, to all the other owners. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, that's a great question, uh, hypothetically. 
yeah, probably if not, uh, we probably wouldn't be here. But he did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They did. And everything is relative, right? In other words, uh, uh, he is, uh, Watson is as, as important to Cleveland for whatever reason. They're desperate. Right. But, right. but Lamar is just as important to Baltimore. You see what I'm saying? It's all, it's all relative. So, um, you know, we don't even get into the morality of, of the, of the Watson thing, but Cleveland was desperate and they said, we'll give this guy anything. So the question is, is Lamar as valuable to Baltimore as, as Watson is apparently to Cleveland as the kid in uh, Arizona is, is to Arizona. You know, so, and I think, and I guess I'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, I really would because you guys are the experts and you've been living this for the last year. I, again, I'm kind of like a, you know, an interloper. I kind of weigh in and I see what I see from the outside. But what do you guys think? I mean, and I don't know if you've taken polls of listeners about how they feel about Lamar. I mean, is it split? Uh, are the votes split? Not are split. people kind of overwhelmed on, on, on Lamar's side? There, there's there's still a small, you know, this can't be sustained, you know. There's still a, a, a vocal, I think, you know, there's still also, as you know, there are still racists that live in the world, believe it or not. Yeah, I know that's very hard for anybody to think of, but overwhelmingly, <laughs> I think this city knows that Lamar Jackson is this franchise at the moment. There's just sure. always the people that think they're smarter than everybody else and say, but yeah, but if you pay them all this money, you'll never be able to win. That's the way that it works. Well, and there's also yeah. there's also the sentiment by some that because Jim Haslam made a boneheaded play, why should Steve Bishotti make a boneheaded play? And I don't think yeah. it's a boneheaded play. I think somebody will become the second quarterback with a fully guaranteed contract. Correct. I think the pressure's on Bishotti a little bit. He wants to try and keep that contract that Haslam signed Watson to as the outlier for as long as possible. And I think that's really what what he's feeling is he's pressured to break a precedent when he doesn't feel that Watson was deserving of that. Because there's no question that Lamar is the better player. Yes, there's no – and, 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 and more deserving. Yeah, that's what Lamar says. Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. If this guy's worth that, how much am I worth? Right, right, right. Exactly. And that's – yeah, how much am I worth to you, Steve? You know, and you know it's not about the money; it's about principle. And and you know, I, I think of this. Um, this isn't exactly a great comparison, but I think about this when you think about Venus and Serena Williams. And when you're in the moment, you take it for granted. But after they leave, you're like, "Wow, man, something we're probably not going to see for a while." And I think the same thing with Lamar. Uh, I think that he's the type of player. And you know that that fans could take it for granted, but when he's gone, how long is it going to take to duplicate that? And and I guess the last thing you, you had mentioned about the the racial aspect, racism, which in, in our country it has to do with everything. And I think that you know if if there was a, a a white kid who can play like Lamar, who is as fast as Lamar, who ran like Lamar, who was as charismatic as Lamar, who was electric. Escobar, who's you know Lamar, who's packing them in, would we be having this debate? I mean, he'd probably be running for governor, <laughs> you know. Mm. So, I, I you know, uh, I, I just think like I, I keep going back. I think it's it's a very unique situation. I would I I think in Lamar's case, the only 
the only the only way he could really prove his worth is actually to bring the Ravens uh, to the Super Bowl game. And I, I know people are saying that's a well, I don't know how much of a long shot it is, but to me, that's the only way that Lamar could win really big. In fairness, Bill, to to um, to Steve Bishotti, the the yeah. playoff history of Lamar is the oh, one no. blemish on his record, and maybe Bishotti is saying, "Yeah, win me that Super Bowl." He did this once before with Joe Flacco. He basically <laughs> Flacco was offered a lower ball contract. Flacco bet on himself and won the Super Bowl, and then he paid him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, go go back to ProReference.com and see how great that defense was. Yeah, <laughs> you know, back. I mean, you know, they had a they had a great defense. When, not, when, not not so know, much yeah, in not, 2012. Not in 2012. That really was. I mean, the playoff yeah. run was almost entirely Joe. That was a, yeah. that was a pretty mediocre. But yeah, yeah I mean, look, I, trust me, we all know Lamar Jackson's yeah. better than Joe Flacco. Nobody's debating that. Nobody yeah. is debating right. which of these guys is better. This guy is. Yeah, well, this is just a big. Yeah. This is just a bigger version of what he went through with yeah, Flacco. No doubt. Yeah, well, me a couple on the defense. Sorry about that. Yeah, oh, no, no, worries. You know, no, no the, that one that yeah. Billick had yeah. in 2000. Yeah, that was, was a hell of a defense. Good. Yeah, the 2012 defense. Yeah, we're not talking about the Ray Lewis Ravens. Yeah, so, I mean, he was there, um, but not not the same guy. At that point. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give I, you that. I remember yeah. being at that game, and I was sitting with Bruce Laird. And one of the first plays of the game was a uh, a handoff to Tiki Barber, mm-hmm. and he went wide, and Ray Lewis ended up yeah, man. running him down Jesus Christ, for like dude. a loss. Yeah. And Bruce Laird said, "This team has no idea right. how what? fast this defense is." Yeah, that that defense was unreal. Um, uh, Bill, if, yeah. I, if I could, real quick, before I let you go, and really appreciate the time. The, the, the concept of fully guaranteed. I've always wondered if Lamar, and I've tried to get an answer on this, and I've gotten conflict. Conflict. If he feels like he's doing something that's bigger than himself, which is we know that players in general in football are looking around at all of the guaranteed money involved in other sports. In Baltimore, the Orioles gave Chris Davis a boatload of guaranteed money, and he was one of the worst baseball players of all time, unfortunately, after that happened. Um, That we've seen this with football players. They've said... We play a far more damaging sport. We put take far more risk upon ourselves. Why are we not getting fully guaranteed money? And if the quarterbacks aren't willing to fight for it, then nobody they're the ones with the leverage, right? Like the, everybody knows that you're only as good as your quarterback in the NFL. Right. So I've always right. wondered if there's a bigger fight here with Lamar where he's like, "Look, man, if the we've already seen two after Deshaun Watson that didn't get fully guaranteed." If I'm not willing to do this, nothing's ever going to change. We're never – certainly, yeah, all right. due respect, the linebackers can't ask for fully guaranteed. They'll be laughed right, right. at. We're the only ones great that point. can do it. Yeah, you raised such a great point. But, you know, yeah. I mean, historically, of all the players' association, the NFL's has all, the players' association has always been the weakest one. Even these last negotiations, they've always bailed. They've always caved in. Uh, and you're right, and in that – quarterbacks have always been complicit they've not fought and and i guess if i have an issue with lamar it's not his uh playing style but i'm always wondering well man what do you stand for you know what do you stand for off you know off the field you know we go through the whole black lives matter and all that and his influence who is now maybe he's doing a lot of stuff quote unquote behind the scenes but i guess i've always wondered with lamar you know you know what else do you stand for? 
you know, do you, are you using your visibility for any greater good? And, mm-hmm. and again, you know, maybe his, I was going to say his agent, maybe his mom will call in and say, well, he's doing this for the public schools. He's doing this. this. So, but, but, but it gets back to your point. You're, you're right. Quarterbacks historically have never, ever used their visibility and leverage to help in the negotiations. Uh, and, and, and you're absolutely right. And um, what I thought you were going to say was, uh, in a sport like football, where being hungry is, you know, you know, being hungry is sort of what keeps the violence going, what keeps the collisions going. And once you guarantee somebody, does that dissipate the hunger? And you're probably, you know, you're you're, you're probably right. Um, you know, so, um, but th- I mean, as, it's a good point. It's a good question. But quarterbacks historically, as you guys know, have always been apolitical when it comes to uh, negotiations. And, and Lamar, I, I think, fits into that sort of apolitical branch. That's, Interesting. On my Richter scale, that's my only – I love him on the field, love what he does on the field. Uh, I wish he'd become a little more political uh, or involved off the field. Maybe he is, but I don't see it. Hey, Bill, I've never had the chance. I've met you a couple times at uh, press boxes, uh, but I've never had the chance to talk to you about jazz. Mm. Did you mm. ever see Coltrane live? Oh man, no, I did not. Okay, I never saw live. I never saw Train live. Uh, I saw Miles. I, think, I saw Miles about four know. or Wait five. Wait a second, times. I didn't know that. You saw Miles Davis? Uh, me? Yeah, yeah, I saw him about five, six bro- times. I live. never knew yeah. that. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, wow. I saw I saw Miles live uh, near the end when he had switched over into his uh, bitches brew. Yeah, that 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 thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wonder what that would have been. Uh, I saw uh, when I was in high school, and this is you know like historic pre pre prehistoric days. Uh, uh, there was a, a a woman who would well a- anyway, and we were in high school. <laughs> it's always about a woman, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's the, stop this. The, qu- the quickness, <laughs> the quickness with which Bill went to. Anyway, the quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where is this going? (laughs) Hey, Bill, a cousin of mine. A cousin of mine was a newspaper, a a news reporter for TV station, and he said he pulled up to this murder scene. Sometimes he said, "What happened here?" And the 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 officer on duty goes, "It's about a chick." (laughs) (laughs) It's always about a chick. Yeah, sounds um, old fashioned, but yeah, yeah. But well, anyway, no, to answer your question, I never saw uh, Train Live. And my, my point is that I was in high school and uh, I was in the library doing this, doing raising money for something. And uh, uh, a young lady came up to me and said, yeah, so what kind of music do you like? And I'm like, oh, the Temptations and the blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the impressions and all this. Said, yeah, well, said, uh, have you heard of John Coltrane and Cool Samama? You know, it was an album. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, didn't me? So I didn't get into that until a year later when I was actually at Morgan uh, at the end of my senior year. And I finally, uh, I had been buying all these, you know, cause my sister who was, you know, married, I mean, she, you know, her boyfriend was a musician, a jazz musician. Yep. So she was telling me all this stuff I had to buy. So I was buying all this music, but my ears weren't ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. And, and one, one evening we were going out, the gang was going out to a party and, you know, they had, different spirits and stuff like that. And um, finally, it was that night, 
it, it all sank in. I listened to this. I, I just put this album on for the first time and I listened to it and I'm like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. But I wasn't really ready to handle it, you know. I understand. So, I understand. Anyway, the, the short answer is no. <laughs> Wish I did. <laughs> uh, Bill Roden, uh, uh, an honor to spend time with you. Of course, Anscape is where people can find you, and I know you're on Twitter at WC Roden. Is there anything else we can plug for you, sir? Uh, I wish, man. I wish there was a book I could tell you to plug. I'm still <laughs> in the middle of I, I wish. No, but this is enough, man. It's really uh, great spending time with you guys. Uh, you know, really appreciate uh, your work. Uh, I'm, I'm a you know, Lamar Jackson fan. I've always loved football in Baltimore, whether it's the Ravens or the Colts. I, I think there's such a deep and rich no question. tradition in, in Baltimore. And, I, you know, obviously I went to school there, and I know how much the people in Baltimore – you know, love and respect their sports. So, um, you know, I, I know I'm supposed to be a uh, mercenary sports writer, but I always <laughs> have had a soft spot for, uh, you know, for Baltimore football. I, I, you know what? We, uh, we really enjoyed this. We would love to do this again down the road. Bill, thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. All right. Thank you, guys. You guys Thanks, take Bill. care. Okay. The legendary uh, Bill Roden. Uh, an absolute, Absolutely great. Uh, he's a, he is a, a, a brilliant man. We'll, we'll forgive him the faux pas about a lot of people try to pretend like the 2012 Ravens. He's not the only one. You hear it all the time yeah. from somebody. Yeah, well, he only won a Super Bowl because of that defense. I'm like, yeah, you weren't outside, apparently. Right, exactly. You don't know. Yeah. Like, And I get it. You know, it's memory becomes fuzzy after a little while, and you blend in a lot. There were a lot of really great defenses. Unfortunately, um, the 2012 team was not among them. They were much more middle of the they road got, defense. They got some heart and soul play by Ray Lewis they, the last inspired, two, three weeks. Inspired, yeah, inspired. play, I yeah. think, is fair. And yeah. they made a couple of plays when they needed to. Obviously, Corey Graham had a huge game against Denver in the um, uh, divisional round where he had the uh, two interceptions. So it's not like they got nothing from right. their defense. But they and won they a Super Bowl. they still had Ed Reed. They did. And he was still – like, all those things still mattered. But – Statistically, they were not a good defense at that point. They were a very middle of the road defense, that 2012 team. Uh, I got a little bit more I want to get with from you before I let you go. I know you got to duck out a little bit earlier today, yep. and we got some visitors going to stop by the studio before today's show is over. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by, or you know what, just one more plug. You mentioned earlier Lillian Hurd joined you yep. on uh, Facebook Live this week. You also had a great show with Ken Singleton earlier in the week. Earlier in the week, Ken Singleton and Ross and I are working on uh, this Monday's show. I think it's going to be Boog Pal. Love I me think some Boog Pal. Be. And next Thursday, we've got a very interesting thing that I got invited to about three weeks ago from the Nevins, uh, Nevins and Associate PR firm. Mm -hmm. It's about uh, an African-American, Charles Kithgart, who is trying to, to create a black team to build a, an America's Cup sailing huh. uh, vessel. Huh. And uh, it's a really interesting... Okay. Uh, story. Awesome. Awesome. They had a press conference down at the uh, um, the museum. The um, what's his name? Who Beatrice Foods? Um, oh God! Our uh, the Black Museum on oh, the, the Reginald Lewis Reginald Museum? Lewis okay. Museum. Yeah. All yeah, right. Was held there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. great stuff. All right. So you can find the shows from this week. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab. YouTube.com slash Pressbox Online or PressboxOnline.com slash video. Stay in the fan is here. It's a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today stan the fan here welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors the costas inn and everybody around baltimore knows the costas inn is a great place to go and grab crabs steaks salads soups whatever's on your mind to eat in person but did you know that the costas inn has upped their game they are now one of the premier takeout places in baltimore give them a call now to order your food 410-477-1975 that's the costas inn over 4100 north point Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit Join Baltimore countypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, We'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. Guilford Hall Brewery is truly a gem in our city. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Great events throughout the week like Yappy Hour, Trivia, and just an awesome atmosphere, indoor-outdoor seating areas. Food, I hear. The the food is outstanding. Uh, The beer, you got to try the Guilford Hall Lager. It's wonderful. they got a big Halloween party coming up on the 29th with live music, costume contest, and it's free. It's completely free to get in. GuilfordHall.com. 
Um, Stan, there's a company that doesn't spend money with us. So I don't have a problem with the fact that we've been a little bit on this show disparaging towards Only them. one company? Yeah, there's, well, there's one in particular. Uh, did you see the thing that was going around this week about the guy, Scott Martin, who does something in the financial world, and he was on Fox Business the other day and complained that his Taco Bell lunch cost him $28. <laughs> Are you familiar with this story? No, this, I'm not this, familiar This went it. everywhere this week. Yeah. He said, inflation's out of control. It cost me $28. How, I mean, how, many, how many tacos was he eating? Well, so Griffin and I decided that this was a good punishment for a side bet. Right. I couldn't eat $2 worth of Taco Bell food at this point in my life. The idea of $28 worth of Taco Bell food is a nightmare to me. And how many people was $28 feeding? Just him. Okay. So there's a follow-up to this. That's the reason I wanted to bring it up How today. much does he weigh? About so, 450 no, pounds? No, he's a normal-looking fellow. Okay. So Griffin and I decided that as for our picks contest this week, we'd do a side bet where the loser is going to have to eat $28 worth of Taco Bell next week for whoever does looks like he's going to lose intentionally griffin yeah. griffin is not nearly as worked up about this as i am this is a nightmare scenario for me i am i haven't consumed, there's no way you could consume it's i don't think it's possible it's what i kept saying i don't think i possibly could do that we now have the order he has tweeted out oh, what the exact the order, order was so this is what we'll do of what his order was so i guess that's my question stan should griffin and i specifically go with this order. This sounds more like a Would You Rather Wednesday. It's hell. Everything about What's this the is guy's pure name? hell. Scott, Scott Martin. I believe it's Scotty Martin. How Marcus. could you do this to your wife? You know, oh. you only think about Stan, yourself. Stan, I think there's a problem we don't want to think about for the studio. That, that's like, exactly like, what I'm... But, but in the middle of a show... I could be in the middle... If we do this on Monday, and I don't know if we're going to be able to do it Monday because uh, the Sunday night game might be an impact. I don't know if we can get the Taco Bell right. food in time. We might have to do it on Tuesday. I, there could be a serious like emergency situation. Be, it's called Bino. Yeah, double Bino. Yeah, the old before. double. Yeah, hundred double Bino. So this was his order: a six dollar burrito supreme, a seven dollar nachos bel grande, which I thought was only like four bucks, but apparently it's seven dollars. Right. A nacho cheese Dorito has to do with the um, the chain, you know, the uh, supply supply chain. chain. Yeah, yeah, that did yeah. change everything about the nachos Bel Grande. Everybody <laughs> said that was the biggest <laughs> issues. Toilet paper and nachos Bel Grande were the two that were just most seriously impacted. Um, a nacho cheese Doritos Locos Taco Supreme and a Doritos Cheesy Gordita Crunch Nacho Cheese. Then he threw in a frozen Mountain Dew Baja Blast. And, and he's complaining, and it's twenty. Yeah, you you ordered what you ordered. What you ordered, man. Like you're the one. As who if somehow Taco Bell is out of line. Yeah, correct. Like if you went to McDonald's or Burger King, he would get that much food for twelve dollars. I, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea how much these things cost. Yeah. The subtotal was twelve twenty five forty, and then you add in tax, tax and that got right. to twenty eight right. bucks. So that's that's what his complaint is. So my question is to one. Yeah. You you are confirming there's no way you could eat twenty eight dollars in in the span of a show a right. two hour show could you eat twenty eight dollars worth of Taco Bell food I do not believe I, I don't could. think I can either I don't think I think this is an insane decision that we have made to participate yeah. in this well, but I believe Micah easy. by the way I think Micah could I was, I was about to say I think I could do it yeah he I don't think he would because he's an athlete and he's aren't you a vegan now or something like that like, uh, mostly yeah mostly, mostly vegan, vegan. what were you at a concert last night what's going on with you today. I, 
practice, I lost my voice. Oh, just yelling at everybody. He was uh, leading the way at, at volleyball practice. He's Captain got, Micah. Yeah, right. He's got. He's got. Uh, yeah. I think Micah could because of his size. I would say right. this is a man that could eat twenty. And his age. Correct. One hundred percent. I I would not underestimate. Uh, here's the way you spin out of this. Mm-hmm. These are the younger guys. Right. They've got to prove themselves. This is their apprenticeship. Oh, this is their mom. Oh, Griffin's already lost a couple of bets and right. paid him off. So, so we've, we've the seen bet him. is between the two of them. You're Micah's handler. But I. But then I. This might get, is like I, wrestling. I, no, this, You're his handler. The problem is I might get in trouble with Stevenson though if I force Micah to do this, and <laughs> yeah. then he's unavailable for volleyball practice that day because he's still sitting on the commode. Well, I don't it could, it could be a day that there's no volleyball practice. I don't. I don't. I, by the way, when uh, when I, Ottenheimer found out what we were doing, he said, "I know." He said, so, "So the winner gets to do this, right?" I said, "No." By the way, aren't you like 33 at this point? You can't still be doing this to yourself. There's no way. Um, if he wasn't perished already, he's going to perish after this. So that's the order. The order is Burrito Supreme, Nachos Bel Grande, Nacho Cheese, Doritos Locos, Tacos Supreme. To be Supreme, consumed within a show? Within a show and a frozen Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Do, you, do, you, do we, is that what we, should we eat his or, because my plan. What would happen with just three tacos or something like that? Oh, three yeah. tacos would only be like six bucks. Aren't right. tacos only right. two bucks, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think that'll get us anywhere near $28. <laughs> Uh, but there was, I saw there was like a... You read things and you see opportunities for wagers. Well, content. I am yeah. a content man, Stan. I am trying to do content. You that should is go, the idea. You should go work. Seriously, you have connections now at live, right? Right. You should talk to them about let me create but they, these they, incredible bets that people would but have. But they to. serve real food there. They yeah. wouldn't want to participate with this. Now, they have delicious food at Sports they, and they, Social. Yeah. I love the food. It's, I've, the Asian wings are out of control. They're that good. My yeah. God. And I've, yeah. uh, I've had. Yeah, they the, do have good they food. They have out the bowls at the, in Sports and Social Live Casino and Hotel. Of course, the FanDuel Sportsbook we love. And it's where you should be this weekend for watching and betting on all the football game. And don't forget, they're showing the fight tomorrow night. Who's the fighter uh, that Wilder's fighting? I've Robert Hellenius, the Nordic nightmare. He's been rising the last couple of years. D- nobody seems to give him much of a chance at all against Wilder. He, Wilder's like a minus eight fifty favorite okay. in the fight, so it doesn't seem likely. This is more like Deontay Wilder needs to at- wash the Tyson Fury taste out of his mouth, right? And so this was sort of. And the, what's Tyson Fury doing these days? Uh, I believe the mo- last is time he we saw him, recovering still from he a was, broken. Is, I'm not. I'm not kidding about this. The last time we saw Tyson Fury. It was after a WWE event, and he was singing American Pie in the center of the ring with former WWE champion Drew McIntyre. That's a straight shoot okay. thing that happened about a month ago, the last uh, thing that we saw from Tyson Fury of late. I have no idea what's going on in that news okay. world. Um, so, yeah, we're going to – I think I – think, Griffin, do we go with his order or I? I'm. I think we should go with his. I mean, this do, is you, what, do you? Do you? We could customize it. I mean, I mean as long as we get twenty eight dollars worth of Taco Bell. So I now, wait a minute. That was so the, that was the bet to, going into yesterday. Hold on a second. Yes. you have to go for fifty six dollars. Well, no. If we tie, if, so if yeah. one of us finishes, wait a minute. So one we, of one of we you pick does n- it. We if, pick nine games every week. Right? Okay. So if, for example, Griffin goes five and four. And I go. Oh, this is the penalty for losing the losing betting. our okay. side bet for the week because we have a season long competition, okay. and this is our side bet for the week. If okay. he goes five and four, and I go four and five, then I'm the loser. I have to do it. If I go four and five, but he only goes two and seven, well, despite the fact that I didn't have a very good week, I did yeah. just enough to avoid being the loser. The big problem is that the the rule has always been if you tie, you're both losers. Okay. So if we both go eight and one this week. <laughs> 
the greatest week in picks in the history of humanity. Right. right. Irrelevant. We're both having to put ourselves through this misery. Okay. That's the reality. So of the again, you have to go fifty-six dollars worth if of that's food. The ca- if if we end up tied, we would be okay. between the two of us consuming fifty-six dollars. We, worth we of could food. get it delivered Monday morning, and then like. Would that would, would that make the delivery during the, like at ten at like well I guess because I think I'm gonna eleven need, is if, like if when the load is like grub oven yeah. Uber Eats whatever no I would I would need the full that two hours be. in order to consume then somebody what if that, what if that counts as part of the twenty eight dollars some, somebody so the, $15 br- no, the delivery, delivery fee <laughs> it was also brought up to me that it would be so much worse if we're doing day old Taco yeah, Bell yeah. food I'm like yes but I'm not really sure that the even fresh I don't think is going to make me feel good about some of the explosiveness though of Taco Bell food might be gone. A day later. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Telling you, each of you need to take two oh, beanos. lots. Yeah. Lots, lots of beanos. Lots of beanos. I agree with that. Um, Stan, uh, we had one tweet yesterday that blew up. I mean, it went everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. We had a guest, Cody Benjamin from CBSSports.com, suggested that the price for the Ravens to trade for DJ Moore, you brought up Odell Beckham earlier, the Panthers... Presumably waving the white flag, DJ Moore's name is being thrown out there a little bit. He is under contract, however. They don't need to trade him, and they're presumably going to want to have a quarterback next season. And if they do, right. they would like to have somebody to throw the ball. Uh, he said the price would probably start at a first and a third. And he asked the question, would the Ravens be willing to part ways the first and third for DJ Moore? I'll pose the question to you. How many would, years is the contract for? I believe it was a three-year deal. And so. is it something affordable? Eh, I mean, you'd have to get a little creative. Yeah. But there is money, to be, like, there's money yeah. to be found. It could be done. There would be work that would need to be done, but it could be done. It's not the type of thing we say, well, there's just no way they could do it. They could figure out a way. To get DJ Moore's yeah, through twenty twenty five through twenty twenty five, so three more years mm-hmm. after this season. Three more years at, at what cost? Uh, it's between twenty and twenty five million, I believe. Okay, uh, let me double check. So on roughly that. eight and a half a year. Uh, no, 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 no. It's more than that. It's more than so, that. that isn't right. Oh yeah. So his base salary this year is a million, and then it's yeah. twenty million next year, fifteen, then fourteen. Yep. Boy. So next year is the big cap hit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a tough one to afford. What would Beckham Beckham is a free agent, right? Yeah, but we we still don't know when Beckham would be available to play. Right. Exactly how how impactful he would be once he and starts playing. How would playing. he be digested right. in this locker room? And he gets to make his own choice, right? Yeah. Like he does not. If he just says, "I'd rather be a Packer," I'd rather be right. whatever it is, right. and there's nothing the Ravens right. can do about right. that. So you we gotta believe he would love to play with Lamar. You'd think that, but yeah. we don't, we just don't know. Yeah. So I, I present the question one more time: Would you be willing to part a first and a third for a DJ Moore? Boy, what are the salaries like? What did Tyreek, you know, Tyreek Hill? What's he making now? Yeah. What are the what's the new and Devonte Adams? Are uh, they like? Thirty million a year. They're, they're definitely over twenty-five. Like that is where. So more would be a relative. In a comparison relative to the top. So, uh, so the cap hits. Let me just talk about cap yeah. wise. DJ Moore's cap hits are twenty-five, twenty, twenty. Right. Uh, Tyreek Hill's cap hits are thirty-one, twenty-four, twenty-eight, fifty. Oh my gosh. Fifty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would there be a way for now? The, they're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah, they're, if the Ravens happen. were to give a first and a third, would they have the ability to make the deal contingent 
that they talk to him and see if he'll. Uh, well, they, again, they, they make a long a longer there's, term there's, contract. Maybe, but I don't think they make it. I don't think they would make it contingent in the middle of the season. I don't think you okay. would do that in the middle of the season. Okay. I think if you're making a trade in the middle of the season, you're accepting it and then dealing with it afterwards. Okay. I, I, I think given the parameters of what top end receivers are making, that sounds like an interesting deal to me. And and the picks isn't too much for you. Not not for me. No. Okay. Not for me. It's very split, by the way. It's remarkably split. Like, like 49-51 or I, 50? I didn't – I mean, we were – by the way, my, my Twitter was basically useless yesterday. I don't know why this one tweet was so explosive. But Now, like, who t- – did you – this guy tweeted it out? No, that, we, he was on the show with us. Right. Griffin tweets out quotes. When okay. Guests are, by the way, Griffin made a, a, a slight faux pas earlier today yeah. when, yeah, when yeah. he said – Anita Marks said – you're making chicken salad out of chicken soup, which is not, of course, what no, she said. Not what she that's said. not the, the phrase. That's yeah. not the saying. Yeah. The saying actually involves another word. She was yeah. politely changing it to poop. Yeah. Um, but Griffin tweeted out the quote, and for whatever reason, this one particular tweet was just explosive. And he yesterday. had put out there that it might had, be an interesting... He had written about it this week at CBSSports.com. We had him on the show, right. and then... He said, you know, I think the price would be starting at a first and third. And would the Ravens be willing to do it? I would do it. All right. All right. right. Very good. I know you got to get out of here. You got to take your car down to see our friend Dave at KNS. We love him. Got to do it. Reminder to everybody pre order. When are the calendars coming out? Soon. We need you to pre order yours. I think uh, we're doing a cover shoot maybe next week for the. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be involved with it or not. It's very very complicated. But uh, boysofhamden.com, please pre order your calendar to benefit the Hamden Family Center. At StanTheFan on Twitter. Um, you will have, of course, your show on Monday, Monday with Ross Grimsley. Thir- Monday and Thursday. 6 o'clock on Monday with Ross Grimsley and a guest. And 7 o'clock, Gary Stein and I will talk to Charles Kithgard about his attempts to create a black sailing team that will build an America's Cup That's vessel. Awesome. Awesome story. Uh, appreciate you as always, my friend. Great to see you. Thank you for Good stopping by. Today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com, and you'll save $100 on your order. It is incredible. The Ginsu Kamado Grill for grilling, searing, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. And come uh, get your samples of the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill before every Ravens home game at the Game Day Firehouse, the Firefighters Union Hall, just west of the stadium, 1202 Ridgely Street. Stop by, try some food, enter to win Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. Uh, uh, Micah, the the cops are here, so we might, yeah, you might want to just, like, casually duck out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just maybe, yeah, correct, you can get out that way. Just as casual as possible. Just, you know, I'm just going to the bathroom, guys. Great to see you. Um, uh, the Baltimore County Police Department is a great partner of ours, and they've stopped by to tell us a little bit more about a huge event coming up in just a couple of weeks. We'll do that next. Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5544. 
two. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. Look, I don't want to say anything, Corporal, but uh, I don't know if you saw young Micah. He kind of ran out to his car there when he when you came in. I don't know. You might want to go check to see perhaps what it is that he – oh, okay. He's giving me the throat slash. All right, never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Corporal Robbie Wright is back with us in the studio here at Glenn Clark Radio. It's great to see you, Corporal. Hey, thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Uh, for the Baltimore County Police Department. So the last time you were here, I feel like I accidentally committed myself to taking part in this event on the 29th and not that i wouldn't want to be there the event is wonderful but a very specific part of it which is the kind of fitness test the agility test yes um i'm a bit nervous about this okay i am as i told you before crunches Mm -hmm. i'm good i can do sit-ups right right not really real crunches but sit-ups i'm fine right i'm fine i can do that somebody there to hold my feet or not yes somebody will be there okay all right very good because i I, it is a really weird bit when I do sit-ups uh-huh. where all of a sudden I'm like, I have legitimately moved 12 feet across the floor of my room. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. So that part, I think I'm okay. I told you before, I'm the 20th fastest man in Annapolis. Okay. I don't know how, but I can run. Okay. Like, it makes no sense. I hate it. I want to die yes. every time I do it, but I can do it. So what's the time I need for my mile? So it's going to be 1521. I can do that. I mean, isn't isn't like walking this doesn't like are you supposed to walk a mile in fifteen minutes? I, so I'm not sure exactly how that works. I'm out, pretty sure I'm that's saying. the math for like when they do these big races, like the Baltimore Running Festival this weekend. Mm-hmm. They they give you whatever the amount of time they give you is what the math they do on like how long it would take to walk. Right. 
And so, like, they give you, hey, you can, as long as you come home within this amount of time, you're going to be all right. If it's beyond that, we, we can't help. We got to send a stretcher out or something to figure out what happened to you along the race. Exactly. And actually, let me correct myself. Yes. I've, it's been a long day. It's been a long okay, day. Okay. All right. It's actually 1421. So it's 1421. All right. So 1421. I, can, I can do that. I can do a, a mile, a mm-hmm. legit mile. <laughs> I better be able to do it in 1421. <laughs> if I can't do a mile in 1421, it might be time for me to go to a home at the half point. <laughs> so I'm going to do, and how many sit-ups is it again? Should be 31 sit-ups, 31 21 sit-ups, push-ups. 21 push-ups. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one I'm a little bit the nervous push-ups? about. Yeah. It, the push-ups I are, am, and what I will say is this, you have 60 seconds for both. So you do have 60 seconds. Yeah, I might need so more like, like 10 minutes to do the push-ups. <laughs> That's the one that other than that, I think I might. And by, was there anything else? So those are the three things. And also we're going to have our trigger pull there. The, the, weapon, right. the lock and slide. So uh, yeah. replica of our firearm just to test your grip strength. I am nervous about that one too. I'm nervous about that. Okay. As I told you before, I've only, I've only ever fired a weapon twice in my life. I, so I will say this when I did the process myself, when I had to go through the trigger pull, lock and slide, I never shot a firearm either, and I had no issues with it. So All it's right. just testing your general grip strength. So All for right. anybody that's concerned or worried about it, it's not anything that you need experience with it. It's just something just testing your grip strength. I'm gonna we're gonna slide that microphone a little bit uh, uh, to, more towards because since you're looking at me, we just need to keep the microphone in front of you. I apologize. No, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, so this is coming up on October 29. Yes. And this is the agility test for anyone who's thinking about maybe a new career. Anybody who's thinking about, you know, it's time for me to consider ser- serving my community. Correct. It's time for me to, like, I want to be the change. You mm-hmm. know, we know that's something that's been talked about a lot. Um, this is, this is the thing that sort of stands between. You got to pass this agility test and, and anybody can just show up on the 29th to take it or they need to sign up ahead of time. So, um, just to give a brief overview of the 29th stars, our next community hiring event. So it's going to be at 700 East Joppa road, our public service, our, our, um, public safety building, 700 East Joppa road. The event's going to go from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. In regards to the hiring event side of it, for that event, we're going to have the written tests. We're also going to have agility testing as well. So for the agility test, we have the testing for pre-registered applicants. So these are applicants who have already taken a written test, submitted an application. But we're also going to have agility testing for those who may have not submitted an application at that point. may not have done the written. It's a practice agility. It's an opportunity for them to to come out and get familiar with the test. Because as you're, you know, describing here, a lot of people have, you know, trepidation about taking the test. I have significant trepidation about taking the test, Corporal. Significant. So it's just a chance for people to come out and just say, hey, look, here's the test. Get an idea of, you know, whether you pass or you don't, but either A, gives you the confidence to say, hey, I can definitely pass this, or B, it allows you to say to yourself, hey, these are the things that I need to work on for the test. So like I said, we do have a part of it that's for those who are currently in the process, but for those who are not in the process, who just want to take it and just see what it's like, we have that available for them as well. But on top of everything we're doing with the hiring event side, we're also having a trunk or treat for the community as well. So that portion is going to go 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And pretty much all of our recruitment vehicles, we will have specialized cool. units yeah. there. They're bringing their vehicles. We're going to decorate them. We've had, we're going to have representatives from multiple precincts. 
We're bringing vehicles. We're decorating them. We're going to have tons of candy. And this is an open invitation to the community to come out and come and get candy. Bring your families. If you're a kid and, at heart, come and get it. And by the way, I think there's maybe an, almost an unspoken part here that, you know, for, for certain part of the community, mm-hmm. that the, the relationship with the police, of course. We, we want you to interact with us and we want to be able to work together of course, moving of course. forward, correct? Of course. And, and I mean, this is, we are very excited for this event. We've been doing a lot of work with this event, particularly this week as well. We've gotten a lot of candy. We have tons more candy to get. We've been reaching out to different community members in regards to invitations. We've been going out to different schools within the area, handing out flyers. So we're just really trying to get a lot of people from the community to come out. We've also gotten some of our community partners to agree to come and set up vehicles as well and decorate their vehicles. So it's going to be such a fun time, a great time. And it's just a great chance for if you got a family, young family, or if you if you just want a chance to interact with your local police department in a positive and fun setting, Saturday, October 29th will be the perfect opportunity to do so. Starting at 10 a.m. at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. If, Correct. If someone does want to fill out an application ahead of time, if somebody's ready to make that jump and they want to do all... Th- Where should they go? How do they get that information? So our application website is joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Just to repeat, it's joinbaltimorecountypd.com. If anyone happens to have any questions about the process, they can reach us on our office line at 410-887-5542. Just to repeat, 410-887-5542. We also have an email as well. I know a lot of people prefer just to communicate Mm -hmm. via email. The email is going to be recruiter at baltimorecountymd.gov. Once again, recruiter at baltimorecountymd.gov. All right. I have a couple of fun ones for you today. Okay. All right. (laughs) When you watch the way that um, sometimes police are depicted in uh, shows, movies, things like that, Mm -hmm. does it, are you able to separate and be like, hey, it's a show, it's a movie, like settle down? Or like, does it actually bother you sometimes? You're like, Jesus Christ, it's not like this. What are we doing? (laughs) So I I would say personally, I'm able to separate. And I will also say that this is why I'm a big fan of going out into the community, doing Uh a lot of community engagement events or hiring events. Because, yes, you have TV, social media. You have a certain way that police are portrayed. Do you you ever critique? the? Do you ever find yourself saying like, like you're almost yelling in the movie theater, like, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. I, I, I wouldn't say that I yell because okay. I, I'm try, I try to be yeah, considerate yeah, I mean, of the movie goers. Right, but right. in my mind, you know, my wheels are turned. Uh-huh. And, you know, I might say something to the wife or two afterwards. <laughs> but hang know. on, did you watch the uh, did you watch the Dahmer uh, documentary on Netflix? I so have not documentary I, the, the series. I'm, I'm going to sound lame, but I have not actually. Okay, no, I no, no. I, by the way, I. <laughs> It's one of those things where everybody's watched it, but none of us have enjoyed it. Like, none of us. There's nothing enjoyable about it. It is pure hell. It is just awful. But I'm just imagining, like, there's a few scenes in there where if I were a police officer, I would be... I, my skin would be crawling at that point. Like, what are you doing, dude? I would what say you are not giving me a ringing endorsement no, to watch no. it. I'm, Corporal, you don't need to. <laughs> okay. I want to make this abundantly clear. The only reason why you should watch it is because everybody's talking about it. Uh-huh. So, like, you want to be in on the conversation when people are talking about it. It is, it's 10 episodes of hell okay. of extraordinarily <laughs> unpleasant feelings. There's nothing about it that's enjoyable. It's just like, well, I got to be part of the cool kids club. Right. So, I better watch Dahmer like everybody else is. It's, oh, God, it just makes you... <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, Sorry. not a problem. Um, the, I would like to know, would you be willing to share, in your experience as a cop, mm-hmm. the dumbest excuse that you ever got from someone about why they were doing something? 
Like, do you have a go-to, whatever it is, like, sir, can you explain to me why you were speeding here? And you got a story about them, you know, chasing after a bear or something like that. Do you have a go-to story that was the dumbest story you ever heard from someone as an excuse for why they were doing what they were doing? I, I, so I would say I've never, so one, one thing you learn in law enforcement is okay. that, you know, we all hear that like, oh, that's a really dumb excuse. Yes. Uh, what I will always say is that for a lot of people, like well, what they do is, you know, they work it out. It's justifiable to them, right? So right. Justified in their yeah. heads. Yes. They, they, they believe it. Right. right. And, and sometimes it's the know, old, it's the Costanza thing. It's not a lie if you believe it. Right. In yeah. a sense. Yeah. yeah. So, but like you have a lot of people who do that. I'm trying to think off top of my head because i mean i was on patrol my goodness eight years so trying to actually like just think of like an example is, is very so there's difficult, some so. old stories that like maybe if you say that you have for example diarrhea that you might be more <laughs> likely to get away with speeding that perhaps a cop would be less likely to give you a ticket in that moment is there any truth to that whatsoever. I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I will say I've gotten excuses such as, and one of the ones that I've gotten prior, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. is I, I've gotten it where, hey, my wife's pregnant and she's in labor. That's a pretty and, good one, and, right? And, and, it's you look, a pretty- and you look at the passenger seat and the wife is Oh, this has actually happened. Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. You actually pulled someone over for speeding. Mm-hmm. And their wife was legitimately in labor in the passenger seats. Exactly. So you get stuff like that. So, so in that moment, you're like, okay, I guess we better let you. Well, yeah. well no, you offer aid. Like, so you're like, okay. hey, like, you yeah. guys need an ambulance. Like, you just take into consideration. Right. We're far from a hospital. You know, do you guys need an ambulance? Like, you, you know, right you go in front of a situation, maybe, you know, so give them an escort. And, but you get all sorts of things. Like, you, you, you get sorts of things like that. That's the one that stands out to me the most. Well, that so. one's a far different one because it was legitimate. It wasn't <laughs> right. an excuse. It was real. It wasn't some idiot making up a story trying to get out of a ticket the dude's like no i'm sorry officer there's a real emergency that's exactly. playing out right in front of us could you please help with that exactly and i'll say like i've never had a situation where i could say that person was lying for sure yeah so maybe that's why another really but there's gotta out, be running but... through your mind though when you hear stories like there's gotta be a party that's like yeah i don't know about this one doc i don't know about remember again i'm gonna refer to god we're talking way too much about Dahmer here mm-hmm. but regularly there would be somebody at his uh, apartment and be like ah, i got some uh, spoiled meat here and that was the story that he was going with and nobody ever thought to themselves well you got a lot of spoiled meat over there chief <laughs> like there's been an awful lot of spoiled meat right. in the Dahmer apartment over the years you haven't dealt with one that immediately you were like yeah this doesn't pass this I, I, no, so like i said not anything that comes okay, to mind when right. we have the conference like immediately it's the it's the example i just told but that one's a good one. one that one's a legitimate that's the one, one that like yeah, that just pops into my head legitimate. and you're right that was legitimate it was it was like oh okay <laughs> i, I want to know uh, before your decision to become, because I think when we talk about people maybe considering signing up, mm-hmm. um, there's great benefits, right? We talked about the starting salaries are very competitive. Correct. There's great opportunities for tremendous benefits moving forward. I know you're going to tell us more about that, mm-hmm. but why? Why for you was it the the move that you wanted to make, the career path that you wanted to choose? So I'm actually a second generation police officer. Was, so, but was it always going to be your plan? Did you always know that you wanted to be? Yes. Okay. All right. So from birth, so my dad. 30 plus years, Baltimore County Police Department. I grew up watching him go home or come home from work, go to work, watching him wear the uniform. And, you know, when you're a young kid, you see your dad, you know, he's got the tapered sleeves to his shirt. You're like, yeah, that's the guy I want to be. Looks so good in the uniform. And on the flip side of that, you know, he's out there, you know, helping good people, you know, doing the right thing. And as I got older, 
what I started to realize is that I had more of a pull to go out and help people, be a servant to my community, do something more than, and I'll be honest, I was never really like an an indoor, I guess you would say, okay. indoor yeah, person, sure. indoor cat. Video, you know? video games and, and Doritos. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, boy, <laughs> it seems like you're looking right at me as you're saying that. Oh, it's really sorry. weird how that works. It just, just feels trying. like you're saying, I didn't grow up spending six hours in front of a TV playing video games. I, 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 no, I definitely <laughs> didn't either, Corporal. Definitely not the way that I spent my childhood. What are you? No. I could play video games with the best of them, but uh, what I will say is that just going out there and doing something that has an impact with the community that's what I grew up just wanting to do and when I graduated from college it was either you know police officer was number one and if it wasn't police officer then I would have became a teacher okay so it was always one of those two and just knowing in my heart and just thinking about it and there was a time where I tried to go different career paths but it always came back to being a police officer and, you know, not to run on, but initially my dad was very hesitant about me joining the job because he knows the dangers and the risks that come with it, of course. But we sat down and had a conversation. I expressed how I really wanted to do this job. And he gave me his blessing. And, you know, that like they say, the rest is history. And so here we are. 10 years later, I'm, I'm here. And, you know, for anybody, and as our slogan goes, our slogan is a passion for service, a career for life. And we always say to people, look, if you got a passion to serve your community and help people, then this is the career for life for you. Like this is the career for you. So, you know, for anyone who has that passion and whether they're have prior law enforcement experience, whether they don't, whether maybe they've never considered this field. If you have a passion to serve people, this is the perfect career to do this, and we are the perfect agency to get in and do it. So. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. Uh, remind everybody about the opportunities that are available for them, Corporal Robbie Wright, uh, if they are thinking about perhaps joining the Baltimore County Police Department. So I'll just go with the salary first. So right now, our salary is 58918 However, starting in January 1st of next year, 2023, salary gets bumped up to over $61,000. We're also offering a $10,000 bonus that's paid out in a lump sum as well that is paid out when you're towards the end of the police academy. We also have full dental, vision, medical benefits, and we also have a good retirement as well, a great retirement as well that, you know, if you're looking for a job where, hey, you can be set up for life once you retire, you got a nice little goose egg at the end of it, hey, this is a great career for that in regards to once you get into the Baltimore County Police Department we have we're the 21st largest agency in the United States of America okay so just putting that into consideration we have so many opportunities for people because we have so many positions so if you're someone like me who wanted to get promoted to corporal and sergeant the next lieutenant and captain or maybe you're someone who's like hey I want to work in a unit like aviation K9 I want to work in the forensic section we like to say that we we are a full service agency. What that means is we handle everything on our end in regards to calls for service. If we need the helicopter, we have our aviation. If we need canine unit, we have that. Forensic, same thing. We have technology communication services that helps us out with our radios, our in-car computers, our body-worn cameras. We have so many opportunities. And one thing, one thing that I like to express, particularly when we go to schools and colleges, is if you feel like, you know, you have a particular skill and maybe you're like, hey, maybe this isn't a law enforcement type skill, mm -hmm. 
we probably have a position for you. If you're mm. somebody that's into computers, like I said, technology communication services. If you're somebody who's more into sciences, we have forensics section. If you're somebody, once again, likes animals, canine, yep. if somebody yep. who likes to fly a helicopter, if you're a boat person, we have the marine unit. So we have so many positions and opportunities for people to bring their skills in. And that's one thing I like about this agency is that we have those opportunities for you. you never have to just, you know, stay somewhere and get stuck somewhere. You can always move around. You can advance your career however you see fit. So I can't express enough the opportunity, especially being as big as we are. We just have the opportunities that a lot of agencies don't. That's remarkable. Uh, a reminder again, the 29th of October. Yes, sir. Starting at 10 a.m. And then in the afternoon, the trunk or treat as well. 1 to 5 p.m. 1 to 5 p.m. But starting at 10 a.m., the hiring event yes, at uh, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson, the public safety building. Uh, the website, again, is joinbaltimorecountypd.com. 410-887-5542 is the phone number. Yes, sir. And I always know we have to point out that the, the Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Yes, we are. Corporal Robbie Wright. Great to see you. I'm very nervous about this. I am. You'll do great. I don't think I will, but I'll do great. Just well enough. I'll do whatever I'm capable of doing. And by the way, when you tell me at the end of the day, hey, this might not be the field for you, I won't be that that, that sad about it. How about this? Well, you know, it's either pass or fail. So we just say, tell you pass or fail. I can live with this. I can live with this. I've been told (laughs) I failed a few times in my life, so I'm prepared for it. Uh, Corporal, great to have you in here again. Thank you so much for stopping by to see us. Thank you to Press Tech. Thank you to you and Press Box for the opportunity as always. Really appreciate it. It's Corporal Robbie Wright from the Baltimore County Police Department. We'll come back in. We've got Young Utes, Tidbit, and Tubular to wrap up the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Ties Bowser Show right now at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox. 
Box Sports, or you can listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. So join us live on the Bataround every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at PressBox Sports. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, the Bavarian Burger with a pretzel bun, the Cheddar Ale Soup, the Slam Dunk Pretzels, and the Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. I'm really nervous about the uh, the push-up part of this. I am really nervous about doing 21 push-ups. In I, I think you could do it. I, I just learned that apparently they put a block down underneath you, so you don't have to go all the way to the ground. You just got to hit the block, and that gives me some hope. But I'm telling you, I'm good at all the other. The, a, a 14, if you can't run a mile in 14 minutes and 21 <laughs> seconds. When I was at my fattest, I was still coming in under 14 minutes and 21 seconds. You, you start practicing now, you do like 21 push-ups in five minutes today. And then, like, four, 21 and four and a half that, minutes like, the next day I'm, until you're down to a minute. I, you, know I think. The, you know what I'm good at when it comes to push-ups? Police. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. Nothing. I can't do any of it. That is a nightmare <clears throat> for me. Sit-ups, I'm fine. The mile, I'm fine. I don't even know how to handle the weapon part of it because I'm not – I just don't have a lot of familiarity yeah. with, well, with, with I mean, weapons. Well, I mean, what, you three or four? Hey, this is going to be a – that's, that's, that's pass. That's, yeah. that's a P right no, there. No, I think you have, you have to get all four, oh, dog. You okay. got to go four for four. Three out of four to, to me is passing. Yeah, that's not the way it works, <laughs> Chief. You got to go four for four. All right, we are winding down for the week here on GCR. It is time for us to find out what's going on in the world of the young folks. It's time for Young Utes. Young Utes is brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. I'm really starting to worry about you, Micah. I'm trying to clear it out. Please tell me you don't, uh, you don't have the thing. No, Please tell definitely me. not. You didn't come in here. I know you got to get your hours for the semester, but <laughs> you understand if that's what's going on, don't no. come in. All right. Too much yelling. Uh, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, by the way, I was. It, it has been alleged to me by multiple uh, young youths, Griffin, that the young people know Blink-182 songs and that that was a shameful performance from you on TikTok this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> that that's not well, a... Well, uh... Like, I I, it was alleged to me by, by, again, by young people that they are familiar with Blink-182. That while hey, it's definitely those, more for, for people my age, by the way, might not be for me at all. I saw the ticket prices. Just might be... Oh, damn it. I meant to buy tickets for all-time low today, too. Damn. Uh, whatever. Maybe. I, I got a friend, but it's a, right, well, they're playing record theater. Um, I guess I'm sorry out. to the other young youths. Yeah, but, you've uh, let everyone down. You've really yeah, let everyone down with that. Make sure sorry. you're following us at Glenn Clark Radio on TikTok. What are the young youths talking about this week, Micah? So we got our first one. We're going to keep it a little local. It's some local Baltimore news. An, an, an event happening tomorrow. Tomorrow night at Power Plant Live. There's a special guest coming to do a DJ set. Oh, it's set. DJ Paul E.D., isn't it? No, that oh, already no. happened. Oh, tomorrow's Shaq. He's way bigger. Yeah. He's Shaq. Do the young people love Shaq? Dude, a lot of yeah. young people are going out to see Shaq. Shaq's like 50. <laughs> I know, but they want to see him DJ. Well, I don't understand that. Okay. The people want what they want. I got are a, you going? No. Oh. I got a lot of questions about this. I won. I, why do the young people care about Shaquille O'Neal? I think the young people care about a DJ set in okay, a bar but, also. But by the way, Shaq is exactly 50 years old. 
but it could be any DJ. Why does it need to be Shaq? Because Shaq has so much. He's an NBA champion. He's so recognizable. That's fine, but so is Robert Ori. If Robert Ori was DJing tomorrow night at Power Plant, would anyone care? Um, I mean, well, Robert Ori doesn't keep up on you know social media. I like don't. Shaq I does. just don't understand. Like, look, I love Shaq. Shaq. I was an obsessed Shaquille O'Neal fan. Like, I, I legitimate. We didn't have a team, obviously, growing up. So I just rooted for whoever Shaquille O'Neal was playing for because I was an obsessed Shaq fan. So like, I had legitimately a Magic jersey. Uh, I remember the, when they got swept by the Rockets in the finals, I was in middle school, and I was devastated. And when I say devastated, I mean, like, inconsolable devastated. They were There was no business for them to lose the Rockets in those finals. Hakeem Olajuwon uh, it was dominant at that point. I was heartbroken. And remember, that was before Michael Jordan. You know, it was the season where Michael Jordan came back. So we all knew there might not be another chance yeah. for the Magic for a few years. They just got lucky that Michael wasn't there for the whole season that season. Oh, I was devastated. Then I became, and I like now I think most people just hate the Lakers, and when I became a Suns fan, I certainly hated the Lakers. But when Shaq was a Laker, I loved the Lakers. I was all in. I loved Shaquille O'Neal because I was a kid, and he was bigger than life, and he was dominant, and he was a rapper, and he was a genie in a movie, and the whole thing. I was all on board. I don't know what young people would associate with Shaquille O'Neal. I just don't get it. Same thing. He's big. He's, he, I mean, he's, I don't But know. there are other he's, big he's, people that are far an more anomaly. current. He's in, he's in all like our who? movies. And that, like, have you seen the videos of him doing his DJ sets or like at raves? At I mean, I've, I've definitely seen videos of him dancing. Yes. I would think that I would be annoyed by it if I was standing behind him at a, at a club <laughs> somewhere. That's why he's on that stage. Would, that yeah. would be unfortunate if that were the case. Look, man, I love Shaq. I would not, I don't have any interest in saying, I will admit I've seen Pauly D DJ. That's a thing that I went to because uh, some friends of mine wanted to go and I was like, eh. And I, by the way, I got free tickets, so that made a difference. I don't think I would choose to pay money. I th this also goes into this is the separation between me and the Youngs. I don't have any interest in watching someone DJ. Like, I like going and dancing. Yeah. I did when I was young. But to like, if if what I'm watching is I'm paying money specifically for the DJ, like I'm just watching you stand there. I dog. think it's just like, seeing Shaq. Everyone wants to see Shaq. This does nothing for me, man. This does. This does zero. Shaq DJing does not. And I love Shaq. I, dude, I. I was. It was a big deal for me when he came to the Suns because, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I think he's admitted to some of his foibles in recent uh, years. Shaq had a thing for a particular young woman who worked with me in Phoenix, and when we were in the locker room after games, we would end up having conversations with them, and like literally, they would kick the media out of the locker room, and he would say like, "No, they can stay." Like he was cool, That's man. So I really loved being around. Now again. He clearly did not care about me at all. It was because <laughs> there was a young uh, a lady that was with me. Um, love me some Shaq. This does zero. This is, this is I can't believe this is something that young people care about at all. It's so weird to me. Next. Uh, the next one is, I'm sure you may have heard about this one, but Kanye is officially banned off of Twitter Man, and this Instagram. This, isn't, this is like world news. This isn't really like a young person. I was really thing. trying. I was asking everyone. I was really trying to find stuff. Um but he's officially banned from Instagram for bullying. His deal with Yeezy and Adidas is officially under review because of all but the dude, outrageous he, like, you statements can't, he's making. Look, man, whatever. I don't care what I say. I don't care if if you support someone politically. That's your place. I don't I don't care who you support politically. It's not my. I, I honest to God. Now there are people that really do. There are people that really do hate you based on who it is that you support politically. I'm not <laughs> that person. I don't care. 
vote for whoever you want to vote for, right? Like, that's that's not my place. The fact that Kanye West is a Donald Trump fan, that's his whatever, man. I don't, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. That's your deal. But, like, to try to pretend, like, the thing that he said isn't, like, violently anti-Semitic is nonsense. It's one of the most heinous things I've ever heard a human being say. And he's like about doubled down group. on Correct. It, like multiple times. Like, and, and there's, there's depths to that that I'm never going to be able to get into and I, I couldn't possibly understand. But like, dude, th- that's, that is plain and simple anti-Semitic. Like it's not, there's no debate. There's no gray area in there. There's no, well, yeah, but free speech. Like, no, chief, it doesn't work that way. You don't get it's the 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 Alex Jones things. You're not getting he's not getting thrown in jail. The Alex Jones right now he owes these people a billion dollars because of the things he said. You guys don't understand what free speech is. Like you just don't. You did not pay attention yeah. during civics class. There's still like consequences. Correct. Like free speech means there is no law. There is nothing that I you no matter how heinous. <clears throat> that's not true because you can make threatening statements that can be criminal. So I I do have to be clear about that. There are laws. That there is a limit to what free speech defines. But as anti-Semitic as what Kanye West said was, he's not going to be thrown in jail for it because he has the right to free speech. But that doesn't mean he gets the right to the platform or that there aren't consequences for the things that you say. I, we apparently need to go back and reteach the concept of the First Amendment because too many of us in this country do not understand what it means. Um, Look, man, I stopped rocking with that dude a long time ago. I don't even like giving him attention. Like, that guy, his first two albums were phenomenal. And then a lot of people told him he was a genius when the music he was making was not that good. Like, it's just that, I mean, we do this. We did this with Taylor Swift recently, where, like, she put out a folk album and it stunk. Yeah. It stunk to high heavens. It was one of the worst folk albums I've ever heard in my life. It's bad. It's not just not as good as her other music, it's a bad selection of music. It is bad. And because we decided we liked Taylor Swift, we didn't have the heart to say, this isn't good. In fact, they made an album of the year at the Grammys, which is hilarious because it stinks. It's yeah. terrible. There's nothing there. Definitely not album of the year. Dude, it's not even like mid. It's a bad record. <laughs> Below mid record. Correct. That's what it is. It's a bad record. But we do this once we decide that somebody... Kanye West, but yeah, but musically, he's a genius. Well, maybe once upon a time, he was good. Like, there was a time where there was no doubt Kanye West was making good music. And every now and then, even since he's gone nuts, I'll hear a song, I'll be like, that reminds me of when Kanye used to be good. Yeah. And then I'll hear a lot of other songs, and I'll be like, what are you talking about? He's a genius. This is just noise. Yeah. That's a, all this is. He's a good producer, but also an absolute nut job. Well, I saw that. God. All right. And number three. Uh, number three, so this one made headlines across... By the way, I, we just need to point out, your two young Ute stories have been about a 50-year-old and a man who's now approaching 50. Like, I, I just want that to be known. Those this are one's, the two young Ute this stories. This one's a little younger. Right. So, I don't know. Have you been seeing all of, like, the AI generation stuff that's been blowing up? I don't know if I have. So, there's all these, like, different AI generation softwares where you can plug in prompts and it'll, like, make an image or make, like, a moving image based on whatever the prompt is by AI. And that's been getting like more and more technologically advanced. So I'm, I saw headlines. I'm, nothing about this sounds good. <laughs> so I saw headlines this week. Have you seen the trailer for the uh, Megan movie? No. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Does it look good? It's like I don't know if it looks good as much as it. It's like it's it's the next step in all of these. This is what AI like, is going to become, yeah. like type of concept, and it's terrifying. It's this this robot 
is a human and it's oh man it's too much yeah that's how this is so i held, i saw these headlines that joe rogan did an interview with steve jobs okay steve jobs has been dead there are a lot of old guys <laughs> in this a lot of very old people involved with young youths this week but this so i saw it is and i was joe like joe rogan 60 they're, they're making a comeback know. but i was like how i don't think steve jobs is making a comeback well, yeah, no yeah. I, I don't think it's past that but I was like, how did he interview Steve Jobs? And it turns out the entire thing, they had an AI software that mimicked their voices nah, and like their conversations nah, no, and did a full-length no, podcast no, between no, Joe Rogan no, and Steve no, Jobs. No, no, no. First of all, no, no. You're, uh, you can watch all two hours of it. No, on no, none of that. They're conversating. None of, we need to blow all of it up immediately. <laughs> need to blow. I have seen how all of these movies go. You immediately blow the whole thing up now before it gets too much further. Stop. No. 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 It's a terrible idea. What is anyone doing here? Yeah. This is an awful, god-awful idea. But the young people actually care about this? or I mean, I was just seeing it across. I mean, young people have been obsessed with the AI generation stuff. It's okay. all over. People do it for, like, album covers. So, like, people will, they can, like, play, like, a song off Graduation by Kanye. Mm-hmm. And it'll generate like art based on the song or based on the prompts and stuff. Oh, I've seen. So what isn't there like a what's the thing where you can ask the Internet to draw you a picture of something? You could be like, show me Santa Claus if um, yeah. if he was roller skating while and then it'll give you eating like a different, hot dog. Different AI versions of whatever your prompt is. Yeah. What, what is that thing called? Dolly. Do- that Dolly. That there's, sounds right. There's a bunch yeah. of different ones. But yeah, but there's, there's multiple. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. People have been finding some scary stuff in there, too. Yeah, They'll well, put I mean, in a like, prompt and like the same image of a girl keeps like coming up like a scary thing by the way watch watch the megan trailer yeah like it's to. it's m3 gan i believe like yeah. yo it is you're you're gonna it's gonna <laughs> f with you dog like there's no getting it's gonna be it. like this it's gonna be joe rogan walking around i'm telling you man I'm, I'm like watching it again right now i've already watched it like three times this week because it's just been <laughs> like what what are we doing and the thing too is we've seen enough movies at this point that like you know what's coming yeah you know what's coming but yet you still get messed up by it oh it drives me nuts um you know what else i I, thank you by the way this is a solid young youth there's a trailer out for a jennifer lopez movie that's coming out soon um it's jennifer lopez i want to say josh dumel who i uh i worked out with once upon a time in arizona yeah it's a by the way it's a long story that involves fergie from the black eyed peas and former falcons running back jamal anderson so I, it's a very long story, but uh, Josh Dumel is doing this like it, it, it looks like one type of movie for the first minute and thirty seconds of the trailer, and then it goes another place, and you never see it coming. Like I, now that I've told you, you'll understand. But if you did not know ahead of time, your mind—I don't remember what the movie is called, but it, the trailer. Oh, I think I did see this trailer. Yeah, it is. It will blow your mind. It will absolutely. It's like to the point where you can't believe you might actually watch the movie because it's it's like it's like uh like Die Hard but a wedding almost. Wait, thank you for giving it away, Griffin. Oh, I thought. Thank oh, we you were. for just giving away exactly. It's a trailer. It's out there. I understand, but it's I was also, purposely dancing around it. Okay, it's sorry, also sorry. called Shotgun Wedding. It is, but you don't know. You sit down. They don't tell you that at the beginning of the trailer. All you like the internet has done smartly is just said you should watch this trailer for the new Jennifer Lopez movie, which again is called Shotgun Wedding. And it just looks like any old stupid romantic comedy. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it gets wild, Jack. 
Did you, wild. Did you see all the marketing for the smile? Yeah, where they were sitting, people sitting in baseball stadiums. Cool. Yeah, I like I, that. It's not, look, those movies aren't for me, but I, you know, I get it. I get it. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Maryland Five Star going on the rest of the weekend out at Fair Hill in Cecil County. Come see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete. In one of the world's premier equestrian events, it's the Mars Maryland Five Star presented by Brown Advisory at Fair Hill, October 13th through 16th. So this weekend, go check it out, MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. All right, this is the tidbit I was trying to get to earlier in the week, uh, but Travis Darneau hit a home run for the Braves on Tuesday. That was his eighth career postseason home run, which uh, moves him into sixth place for the most home runs hit by a catcher uh, in postseason history. Okay. Yeah. So that is you're my not, question. You're not, oh, God. Yeah. Damn he's it. moved himself into pretty elite company of uh, catchers that have hit at least eight home runs in the postseason. So there are five guys ahead of him. So you got to look at opportunity here. So I'm going to say Jorge Posada. Jorge Posada, number one. Yeah. Well, tied for first. Tied yeah, for I mean, first. that makes a couple sense. Guys he was in first. the playoffs like a thousand times. So that one sounds about right. Um, and again, you also have to keep in mind there were far more playoff games right. in modern right. history than there were before. Jason Veritek. Another gr- excellent guess. He is also tied for first with 11 home runs, but Posada and Veritek both have 11. Again, you got it. I'm basing this off of opportunity. Uh, Javi Lopez. Javi Lopez tied or uh, yeah, tied for fourth, technically. How many of these guys am I trying to get? Five. Five. So I already, like five more? Or I, they're, they're five total. So I've already five had three of them. of them. Yes. So I need two more. Now, here's where I'm going to just say Piazza. He didn't have quite as many opportunities, but... Piazza is not on there. He only had six. Bum. Guy sucks. Pudge. Pudge, not... He had some big ones. Not though. on here. Where? Let me see if I can find su- him. It's a little surprising. Less than, less than five. Okay. Um, wow, less than five. That's a... I mean, again, the opportunity it, thing is yeah. the... Uh, how about oh god I went with the three teams uh, Yachty Yachty has four Bum. that guy sucks <laughs> Hall of Fame sure Hall of Fame of losers uh, Buster Posey Buster Posey only has five oh, this is, so this the, is. The, the, the other two guys are, that you're looking for are a bit older so you would think that they... Carlton Fisk. Not Carlton Fisk. You Gary Carter. Not Gary Carter. It's 12-27. How much time should we be putting into this? Uh, all right, so we got a Yankees player and a Reds player. Thurman Munson. Not Thurman Munson. Just tell me. Uh, good, good Jim Lairitz. Good for his, good for his uh, quotes. Very quotes. Oh, Yogi Berra. Yogi right, Berra fine. has... Uh, you didn't tell me it was that far back. <laughs> I mean, like, that's really far back. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that, which is why his is so impressive because of, you know, the opportunity. Yeah, there. yeah. It's, well, I mean, they, 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 were, very, they were very good at yes. that point, so it's not that surprising. And then the other you said was a... Red player? Red, uh, Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench yeah. has 10. So, right. uh, and then now in 10 years, when I ask you this question, who's going to be number oh, one? Oh, it'd definitely be Adley Rutschman, exactly, of course. Yeah. That's the way it'll go, no doubt. All right, uh, Tidbit was also, oh, no, Tubular is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, which is uh, amazing. My God, what a cool, if you've not seen it in action yet, you need to get through the uh, game day firehouse before a Ravens home game this season, 1202 Ridgely Street at the Firefighters Union Hall to check it out. You can uh, try some great food off the Ginsu Kamado Grill, enter to win your own 
Ginsu Kamado Ceramic Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. Also, use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com and you'll get $100 off when you pre-order your own Ginsu Kamado Grill. Insane weekend. Lots going on. Um, Maryland Five Star we've been talking a lot about a lot. It's on TV if you can't make it out on MPT at 2 o'clock today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Also, the Baltimore Running Festival is tomorrow morning. The Baltimore Marathon will be covered by WBAL locally uh, if you want to check that out, 8.30 a.m. for that. Uh, tonight, Maryland soccer, 5 o'clock against Wisconsin on ESPNU. Navy football tonight at SMU, 7.30 on ESPN. Johns Hopkins is at home tonight at 7 o'clock against Muhlenberg as well. Baseball today coming up at 1. Game 2 between the Guardians and Yankees, Shane Bieber and Nestor Cortez on TBS. At 4.30, Game 3 between the Braves and Phillies on, on Fox Sports 1. The Braves announced a pitcher today. I think they did. It should be. I would think it's Strider, right? Uh, I thought I saw he was pitching the next game. Uh, okay. I thought it was somebody else then. They, I think it's Strider. At least according to the MLB app, it is Strider. If it's Strider, then that's the answer. All right. Spencer Strider goes fresh off getting, uh, what did he get, $75 million? Something like that. Yeah. He will pitch today for the Braves. Uh, he Morton going, tomorrow. Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. All right. Uh, he goes against Aaron Nola at 4.30. And then tonight, game three between the Dodgers and Padres, Tony Gonsolin and Blake Snell. Tomorrow, Maryland, Indiana, 3.30 on ESPN2. Towson's at home at 4 against William & Mary on Flow Sports. Stevenson's on the road at Lycoming. Uh, UMBC Soccer on the road tomorrow at Bryant at 11 a.m. Loyola Soccer's at home at 1 against Boston University on ESPN+. Plus. The big games tomorrow, Penn State, Michigan at noon on Fox. Alabama, Tennessee at 3.30 on CBS, Oklahoma State, TCU at 3.30 on ABC. Of course, uh, pay-per-view tomorrow night for uh, Deontay Wilder and Robert Hellenius. Go to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in order to watch it. Uh, all of the playoff series in action tomorrow. Of course, National League on Fox Sports 1, Braves-Phillies Game 4 at 2, Dodgers-Padres Game 4 at 9.30, TBS tomorrow, Game 3 between the Astros and Mariners at 4 and then at 7.30 for the Yankees and Guardians. On Sunday, Ravens-Giants at 1 on CBS, then Bills-Chiefs, the big one at 425. Fox's local game is Panthers-Rams. Yay, at 4 o'clock. I don't know what that decision's all about. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys-Eagles, 820 on NBC. They want us to see uh, future Raven DJ Moore. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Do a little scouting. That could be the answer. And then also on Sunday, if by the, they're all if necessary at the moment. We don't know if any of the baseball games on Sunday will be necessary but every series would be scheduled to be played on Sunday if the National League games get to Game 5 and if the American League games get to Game 4. They would all be played on Sunday on Fox Sports 1 and TBS again. Non-sports highlights? Uh, season 19 of Whose Line Is It Anyway? premieres on The CW tonight. Mm, okay. Uh, new episodes of Walking Dead and House of the Dragon on Sunday. Ray Romano is going to be in the new episode of House of the Dragon, apparently. Okay. <laughs> sure. Megan the Stallion. Oh, host Hosting and SNL. musical guest for SNL. Yes. Yes. Um, and then the Halloween Ends movie is uh, in theaters and on Peacock. I didn't even know that was there's a new Halloween. It's, yeah, it's, 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 I, it's, I guess it's supposed no, to be the final one I had with Jamie Lee Curtis. No chance. Zero chance it'll be the final. There have been like 100. No chance they don't change their mind in a year. Uh, at, or uh, Season 1 finale of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Okay. And don't be disappointed, though, because yeah, they've I, already been renewed for five seasons. Gotta I got to swear to you, I have not watched. I am so sorry. I will, and I will not watch. Lord of the Rings fan? 
Uh, my dad is. Oh, okay. I, I, I've told my Lord of the Rings story before. I went to see the first movie when I was a freshman in high school. I could have been doing other things involving a woman that particular night, but I had a friend who invited me out. I watched these doofuses walk around for three hours, and then the, the, the skinny guy say to the fat guy, glad you're along for the ride, and the movie <laughs> just ended. And I said, I will never watch another one of these things again in my life. It's amazing. That will never happen. The second one's really good. I'm sure it was. They Not, not my fault. They decided to piss away the first one. Uh, those, are, those are the highlights. Very, very, very good. Find the rest at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Micah, you're on Instagram at Micah.Ernest, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Micah's been running. Uh, we got we to gotta do uh, some more content. Yeah. Uh, Micah sprung that on us the other day. He's like, I got a new, I got a new idea. Like, <laughs> All, right, all right, whatever. Um, we'll get some more stuff up so you can follow us at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks today to Stan the Fan. Thanks also to uh, Corporal Robbie Wright. Thanks to uh, Bill Roden. Thanks to Anita Marks and to Bo Smoko. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow morning, the bat around 10 to noon. Make sure you're tuned in for Paul and Zach. We'll be back on Monday. Brandon Noble will join us again after he's on the call for Ravens Giants for Sports USA. And uh, Jeremy Kahn, of course, as he does every Monday. I will be with you post-game on 105.7 The Fan on Sunday and halftime for Project Game Day on Pressbox's Facebook page. I think that gets through the entire rundown. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Five Star, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Uh, you know what, USALacrosse.com this weekend. I will be uh, out there tonight uh, for the national team scrimmage. And then tomorrow morning, uh, the national team taking on the University of Maryland, defending national champions. So uh, if you want to check those out, usalacrosse.com. Cool. I think that's it. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, as I said, at Glenn Clark Radio and all those socials. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.